Read a mail. Number three. Hello and welcome to Triangle Square, the PlayStation podcast. I'm your host, Brett, back and alongside me, Mr. Saw Bridges, bringing you guys Reader Bell, episode number three, new and revised as always. Not really new now that it's the third episode, but you know. For all those that don't know, this is a quite different from our normal Triangle Square podcast where we're a little bit more adult friendly. And kid, uh, kid, oh, okay, I got you. I was flipping up what you were saying. Yeah, my bad. Our normal show where we, is uh, a little more kid friendly, except for when I accidentally drop an F bomb. Get a load of that guy. But uh, my bad. Where uh, we ask you guys on Twitter, Facebook, and on Patreon for you guys. Oh, and YouTube to ask us questions, and we answer them uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. You will see a post on uh, Twitter and on Facebook, and uh, ask us all the questions there. This is where we answer every single one of them. Uh, so yeah, yep. this is uh, we also post on Patreon. So uh, that'll be the Monday, as, yeah. that's the first Monday of every uh, first Monday of every week. Monday of every week, I post it on there, uh, and patrons also get this show uh, right after we get done recording it because of my out of town uh, schedule this weekend. We are recording this on a Tuesday, so well, as soon as this gets uploaded, uh, or as soon as this gets done, I'll get it over and uploaded on the Patreon. So our patrons get it early. We appreciate your support, uh, and of course, if you ask us questions, we'll denote that you are a Patreon a patron, and we appreciate it. Um, but go on, Saul. Didn't need oh, to interrupt no. you. I, I like you getting to do all this part. Yeah, it's fun. You can sit back and relax like I do in normal episodes. Yeah, it just makes the episodes more different. But yeah, yeah. And so as Brett said, for Patreon members, you get this show whenever we get done recording it. Most of the time, we try to shoot for Monday. And then uh, the rest of you people on YouTube and all the podcast services around the world, you can hear us on Friday. And, and you can find us on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Nortech. Is www even necessary? Like required anymore no, at this it's point? Not. No. You can find us at worldwideweb.com. Dot slash slash. No, there's no slash. HTTP. Yeah, you can find us at HTTP colon backslash backslash. Actually, it's a forward slash. It is a forward slash. Yeah. Forward slash forward slash www. Okay, we'll take we'll stop taking up all your time. But we'll like, you know, there's no there's no structure to this. It's more of a laid back show. We jump right on into the questions. And the first one comes from our good buddy El Chabib over there on Twitter. He says, hey, gamers. With Bungie leaving Activision, what game developers are better off leaving? Blizzard? Rare? P.S. Interestingly, no Sony studio came to mind when I thought about this question for obvious reasons. Have a great Wednesday. Thank you, El Chabib. I hope you had a great Wednesday last week, and you have a great Wednesday tomorrow. Yeah, or today, man. Thanks, I guess, maybe when you guys hear this. We so. always appreciate it. Look forward to playing Anthem with you soon. Yeah, 10, 10 days. Nine days from, from when recording. Yeah, yeah, nine days from when Patreon members hear this. What is that? Six days from when other people, yeah, other people, the rest, of everybody. So, <laughs> but when me and Brett actually briefly talked about this, uh, yeah, just just right before recording, I which we say, don't normally do. I think the upfront thing that's uh, Ooh, that I think that. you would agree with, and it ties into something we've said before, uh, back on the episode uh, where we talked about whether or not we think Kojima might ever go, or if Sony might ever acquire Kojima, and if he would allow them, you know, whatnot, if he would want to keep his independence or not. Um, I think a little bit of it ties into what I was talking about there, where for the most part, Sony's really great about giving people financial free, uh, financial um, creative freedom on their on their things, uh, regardless of what the financial is, as long as they as long as they essentially can rally behind the idea or they trust the developer enough. Yeah. So I think that 
where some people may view being with certain developers or certain publishers, I mean, as creatively stifling. Uh, I think that Sony more often than not does not have that complaint leveraged against them, or at least is not as clear as other companies because Sony's got that slightly different layer than companies like EA and Activision and Ubisoft, where they have uh, yearly franchises that they're trying to milk and abuse and franchises they want to keep going on and trying to change them while also making them all play relatively similar. I just feel like there's a lot more restrictions when you work at those companies, definitely Ubisoft. As much as I like some of their games, they've really got to a point where people look at it and go the ubisoft game structure and you know and we've seen that mirrored in some other games that are not ubisoft games because it is a good game structure but it's a little odd to have all your eggs in that one basket to me yeah it makes um, sense it's a very i mean for ubisoft specifically it's a very you know common thing to know like you you have things like expanding maps when unlocking towers yep very common open worlds typically is always something they've done in the past yep I won't say decade. Almost. Shallow side quests. Shallow side quests. Just More to give you the side. yeah, to um, give you the the illusion of depth. Yeah, and then um, I'm not going to call them which bad. isn't bad. I mean, yeah. it's a collectathon thing. That's essentially what it comes down to. You're you're collecting uh, dots on the map. You're collecting items. You're collecting you know every maybe it's you know some collecting kind of journals or whatever. It's just the way that they go. I know it's not Ubisoft, but like Shadow of Mordor was like to get the platinum for that game is like a lot of collecting in that. Yeah, and definitely. And that's, that's very much what I was talking about the other day about those kind of mirroring each other. But if we're going to go back to the question, um, I think we've seen, I think it's a hard thing because, you know, right now we're seeing Bungie be the person tied in with it both times. Right. Uh, Bungie left Microsoft, um, and went independent and then technically they're not leaving Activision because they were not wholly owned. They were essentially a business partner, but they are separating with Activision and taking full control of every of their uh, work. And that's a good thing, I think, um, because of the way we just talked about with Activision, EA, and Ubisoft having very strict ideas around when things need to come out, what expectations are. Uh, and I think that one thing that I talk about all the time in this show, Saul, is how I feel like regardless of how you feel about the game itself, I think that there's a lot of good to be said about what Digital Extremes is doing with Warframe. Yeah. And that only really can happen because Digital Extremes does not have... They're not having to bow to the whim of anybody else. Nope. Where I feel like if Bungie's smart, and I know that they have some of these ideas that would probably be very cool, and some of them Activision let go through, sure. Some of them, I'm sure, were stifled somewhat by Activision, uh, not only from deadlines, but also, you know, sales expectations and things they want to work in. Uh, but I think that there's upsides to it. The honestly, if I had to say it would be some of the developers that have tied, that have been tied to people, um, that have been tied to publishers. I think one example I personally would, I, I think Bioware would do a lot better away from EA. Uh, and there was a time when that, they were away from EA. One of them that got shut down, unfortunately, that I think could have straightened themselves up if they weren't trying to work around EA uh, and EA's wants would have been Visceral. I think that if, if Visceral would have been left alone to make the Dead Space trilogy they wanted... Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of information that shows pretty heavily that EA is who got in the way of that series being as great as it could have been. I still think it was a great series all the way through, but it could have been even more. Um, so that's those are two examples. I think EA is a, a, a slightly egregious offender 
of that uh Saul, is there any other ones that you can think of uh, immediately not, not immediately no um it is ironic though that at time of recording lgb would say blizzard and now activision blizzard has laid off almost 800 employees as of today yeah that and is... i guess i'll give that uh i'm not nearly as big of a blizzard fan as a number of my friends i think i would even go to argue where do you where do you lie? Do you think I mean, like are you, you consider yourself uh, a big Blizzard fan? I mean, I, because I Diablo is pretty much Diablo it for fan. me. Yeah, yeah. I like I liked uh, Hearthstone. I did not like World of Warcraft. I did not like um, Starcraft. St- oh no, I did like Starcraft. But um, what's their um? It just got shut down. Oh, uh, Heroes of the Storm. He, yeah, did not like that game at all. But I liked Hearthstone. I liked playing around in Starcraft, and I liked uh, Diablo. Diablo being my favorite. So as a as a as a Interested and Overwatch? fan, I think you yeah, I did Overwatch. like Overwatch. Um, but as an interested fan, in a way, I guess I'm not really. It's not like I am with Bungie. It's not like I am with um, a lot of companies now. That's that's. It's not something I, I keep in the know of. Like if if this could have happened today, and if this wasn't everywhere, I would not have heard about it. Yeah, it's, it's not like with Bungie. I know things that are happening, and I know the way that well, from software is the same thing. I know how things are working at from software. Blizzard's not one of those I care to keep up with. But I yeah. like them as a company. They're a fine company. They, you know, they make really good games. But I just don't like half of them. And I would say the other side of that, uh, El Tabib, is that I think a lot of the studios that uh, are really great and show it often are already independent. Actually, yeah. Um, so I, I find that to be interesting. I think that there might be some times where you know they'd be. I, I am going to say this. My answer might have been a little different. Um, if this was later down the road and I didn't know for sure uh, how this was going to work out, like right now I don't know for sure. Later down the road when I know for sure how it, where it worked out and how it happened, I might add in a couple of these Microsoft acquisitions, but that's only because right now we don't know anything. Microsoft yet. talks like everybody's kind of getting to make the game they want to make and they're trying to take this very Sony-like approach. But if they don't, it's a, then I would go back to saying that I think people like Ninja Theory would stand better on their own, or at least they've proven to me that they can stand very well on their own. But I don't know right now about under Microsoft. So we'll maybe revisit that question down the road. Yeah, that's always a fun one. Yep. Uh, let's throw one over from Facebook. Sure. Uh, let's see. Mister. I, I like these because I've not read a single one of them. Yeah, Kiki says, neither have I actually. Uh, Kiki says, if you had the opportunity to make a video game, who would you choose to th- compose the music for it and why? Mm, that's a hard question because I don't like keeping up with artists' names. I, I have to Google this only because I, I can never quite remember how to say his name. I think you're going to be the same guy I am, I bet. What's absolutely yeah, okay? So, uh, I have a very partial side to Yoko Shimomura, uh, and I, I love the Kingdom Hearts music. I loved even in the parts of you know, one of the redeeming parts of Final Fantasy 15 was her music, uh, and I'm glad that that carried over from 13 because she does a lot of the music for uh, Square anyway, but she's almost she's on every uh, Nomura project. Yeah, it, see, I didn't even know her name. Yet I've listened to, I know the name of soundtrack. They're great. Songs off of they're great tra- soundtracks. I mean, oh, they, they are. really are. I, I love them uh, so much. Especially when you go back to like older Final Fantasies, depending on how old she's been with the company or how long she's been with the company. Yeah. How old doesn't really make sense. But how uh, long? Uh, stuff like 
even seven, like I know seven gets a lot of like praise and stuff, but like the soundtrack in seven, I liked a yeah, lot. Yeah, and I don't know if she was involved with that one to be dead honest with you, but she's been with the company or she's been doing stuff with the company for a while. Two Xanarkin in ten, also yeah. good. Uh, but my real answer, I think, uh, just because partially because of how varied it is, and I think that it's very, and this is true of Yoko's work as well. Um, but I think um, when I look at this and I think about the games that really express a lot of emotion through their music to me, Kingdom Hearts does stand out in a lot of Yoko Shimomura's work, but uh, I, I don't know for sure how to say this, but it's like Kiichi or Kaichi Okabe or Okabe. Okay, I don't Okabe. know. Okabe. Okabe. Uh, Okabe seems most likely. Yeah, Okabe does. Um, I was just joking. It is the he's the composer that has done the compose the composition and the OST for uh, Near the original Near Drakengard three and he's also done it he reprised that role in uh, Near Automata and I love those soundtracks I mean I literally still find myself listening to them very often Automata has the, uh, and it's interesting that these are all Japanese uh, yeah I tend to think that less often. Well, you don't like Godsmack and uh, Prince of Persia, Warrior Within? Well, less often do I find that the West truly has great composers. Uh, I think Bear McCreary uh, with God of War did a very good job. Uh, yeah, I was thinking like Witcher, but then I realized not really West, right? I mean, it's Western. It's not It's not Eastern, which is Asia. I mean, yeah, right. which is, or really people consider Japan and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's more know. European. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, to an extent, and I actually think The Witcher does have a great soundtrack, but I think my standouts are definitely those two. So uh, To keep in the same vein, our good buddy Corey, Crash, he says, yeah. what are your top three gaming soundtracks of all time? Well, I just listened them off. Drake Guard 3, uh, I say that. Realistically, I'm going to go back. I think... Um, Near and near Automata. I'm gonna Automata. consider them one, and I'm. I think there's a reason I can say that. Near Automata does a lot of reprisals and kind of pull-ups from the original game. They use the same melodies and whatnot and kind of play on them uh, and use them in very interesting ways. That's why you see ones named Emil and Kane still. Yeah, uh, they're like a reprisal from the first game, uh, and I love that. I think that's a really cool idea. So uh, definitely, that's gonna count as one. Uh, I do very much love the Drakengard 3 soundtrack. It's one of the main reasons I actually really love that game alongside the story. Um, and then I'm going to say Kingdom Hearts 2. Wow, you have two out of the three of mine because mine's Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, Automa- <laughs> yeah. Why does this happen? That's like a brain flip that like ever since I accidentally called it near Automata, near Tomata, Tomata, I always call it near Automata. But yeah, near uh, 2, I'm just going to get away with it that way. Kingdom Hearts 2 and then... Um, I know this gets like a lot of like praise for like people just absolutely loving it, similar to Final Fantasy VII, but Majora's Mask. Oh yeah, um, no, that is a great Clock Town theme is amazing in that game. I would argue swap. that across the board, I think typically speaking, Zelda has really good soundtracks. Yeah, they're very fitting to the world in, in the game. Uh, they're not normally very emotionally pulling because I don't think because of the way that Zelda attacks narrative and story, I think it doesn't do as strong to tie you into the emotions. I mean, you could argue that maybe it would be trying to do things silently and using the songs as to lean on entirely, but I just don't yeah. think they do that. They're still really good. And I think they do a lot to build the world, but I don't think that they do a lot to grip you and connect you. Boy, the, 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 and they played it in twilight town as well. And th- well, uh, three, but yeah. you know, that's not really a spoiler. I don't think what lazy Sunday afternoon, L- lazy afternoons. Yeah. Yeah. And that is like, that's a good song, man. One of my favorite. There's a, there's a YouTube video of that song on like, it, it's not a repeat, but it's looped really, really well where it's hard to like Tell. dissect the loops. And it's, just kinda... it's eight hours long, <laughs> seven or eight hours long. Have you ever just put it on and seen how long you go naturally without even thinking about it? Then you look over I'll and you're like, fall, I've been listening for three hours. I'll fall asleep, dude. 
Yeah, no, it's good stuff. All right, and, uh, I guess I'll pull another one from Facebook. Uh, Donovan asks, what choice in a video game... 10 hours. ...stuck with you the most? Oh, what, that's a good question. What choice in a video game stuck with you with the most and why? So I have the perfect Decision-based games. Um, now, this is a little weird because to answer this question, we have to essentially be spoiler uh, of whatever game we say. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to put that wall up now, and I'm going to try and Well, no, we don't answer. have to put it up now. We could just say spoilers for. Well, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Um, so I'm just saying we're gonna. I'm going to try and answer and give context to the reason why it's my answer without ruining too much that of the sense. game. That makes sense. So, roll on. Detroit. <laughs> I'm still really, really mad at my ending of Detroit. And it really bothers me. There is no spoilers for Detroit. That right? was not... Right Just know that there is something that you have to do at the end. Th- that was not missable. a choice. Yeah, no, I, nope, nope. Nope. I count it as a choice. Because it gives at the end, there's something that happens. And it gives you two choices. Well, and both of the two choices are regrettable. Uh, <laughs> it forced me into it. So, yeah. Uh, no, Saul. It, what do you mean, no? It didn't force you into it. Yes, it did. There was two choices that you had to pick. Both of them were bad at that point if you missed the thing. Hold on. You're talking about the... the okay, spoilers for Detroit. Hold on. The ver- I'm not going to say anything too specific, but you're talking about the ending piece with Connor. Yes. That you couldn't find the... Console. Console, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, the game does not force that on you. <laughs> no, I'm saying it forces, if you fail that particular part, it forces two really bad yes. options on you. That's the two options I'm talking about. I was forced into that. Yeah. By my own being. But it's still, I, I regretted that whole, like, 30 minutes of playing. If I remember the options, I'm going to use my hand to block it, isn't it? Or your own. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought. Because I did it just it's out of curiosity. It's a hard choice to make. Yeah, I, I did it out of curiosity. I, I ended up doing the... Um, whatever you know i think i told you so you know but just in case i don't want to yeah no we'll, we'll leave it at that um this is a really great question and i know that as soon as i get done with this there's going to be something that comes into my mind that's greater but one that i lean on a lot because i really think it's one of the best showings of decision-based gameplay uh, that i've seen personally um without going too far into it the end of infamous 2 um yeah the 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 final I'm not even gonna say morality decision. Yeah, don't, really. Don't, be very well, no, I'm not gonna say that for me. Not even, ever not, not, yeah, not even morality. I mean this because my favorite part of the way that that game handles it, and I've said this uh, time and time again, but you can hear me say it again, is that unlike Second Son, where every decision was very black or white, obviously good or just obviously bad and evil, with no nuance or gray area in between to kind of make you go, well, is that truly a bad thing or is that truly a good thing? Or is it a perception based thing? Um, that game was entirely black and white with its decisions and it felt very shallow because of it. Um, it was still a fun game, but what made infamous two so great is that every decision early ones are a little more, you know, obvious to an extent. Uh, but past that, every major story decision has got so much gray area in between it where you can see the reasons that somebody would pick either, even if you would technically not choose that yourself. Right. Whereas, you know, it, when you're playing Second Son, you're like, well, I, I am not an evil person. I would never do that other thing. I can't even imagine why anybody would. It's just evil. That's why you got a role play. And, and well, I get that, but it, it makes for far... It's way more gripping when you can tell me a story and make me look at something that for the most part can be viewed as a bad thing 
but you can see the silver lining as to why it's not an entirely bad thing. That there's there's a gray area that flips around why it could be a decision that is technically workable, even if it's not always for the exact greater good. I, and it's kind of this weird ploy between the two. Yeah, um, I never really thought of it that way, though, mainly because if you're e- morally evil... Well, but you that's won't question that kind of thing. Well, see, and I and I get that, but those kinds of games and those stories, they, they don't really they're build not you that way. fun to me. They really are just. Did you ever play Fable and be morally evil? Well, see, but Fable Fable things was also different because it was more uh, chicken. T- it was emergent gameplay. It was happening in the moment. You were I making guess, decisions, yeah. and then you were growing and seeing yourself change because of it. Now, to be fair to both Infamous games, Infamous One and Two, when you do those things, the same thing happens. But the things that mainly make you feel like it, and they are similar analogs. I just think that the way. They worked it in the gameplay in Fable is different. I do still think that some of the decisions in Fable uh, are too black and white, and then a couple of them are really good yeah. as to why you may go one way or the other. There's a couple in um, Fable that I, I can't recall, but I remember making them. And just like I didn't feel good about that. Yeah, but also you're like, but I need to. There's also some things there's in- reasons, but that's what I'm getting at. So, in, in, if Couture. you ever get around to playing Infamous Two because it gets remastered for whatever reason, or I really PS5 hope has it still backwards does. compatibility. Um, yeah, but essentially. It's it's that the ending of that game, the one decision you have to make is very impactful. I think I already know it. I'm not and and say what it, I love I about it, I want to forget it. Well, I can say this much. I know. No, 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 no. no. Uh, hold if, on. If you give it away, I'll know it, and then I'll I don't want to play it. No, I can say this much in terms of everybody knows this because the developers have already shared it. That's why I'm not going to consider it a spoiler. In one of the endings, Cold Eyes. We know that because that's why they chose not to use Cole and Second Son because they chose to use the ending that had Cole that. died because more people chose that ending first. It's just that, yeah, which was crazy because if they chose the second ending and he, I'm that they would have chose lit. that as canon. That's what they were going to do. So then they, they based it off of what they, they took statistically. So it's said, everybody else's fault that Infamous Second Son didn't have Cole in it. Yeah. Essentially, it's, it's, yes, it's my I fault too. believe that. It's my fault too. Um, That'd be really cool if that's actually like 100% true. But something tells you that's not 100% true. No, maybe, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just PR speak. But still, I think it's PR speak. When you, when you look at those two endings, um, there's so there is a 100% line where you look and you go, I see entirely how both of these things can be smart choices that are actually good for all people in very vastly or not for all people but are good yeah, for for a gr- a good group of people and not selfishly not like all towards one bad group or what but it's just the way they pull that decision off i think there's other great decisions in games and i think there's some decisions that end up being redundant to the you know not even having a big impact on the story this one has a major impact and i really had to sit and go which one would I really do if I was faced with this dilemma as myself, not as me playing through somebody? What would I really do? And I love that because most games do not give you that. They don't give you this actual moral question of which one is actually better because they both have sides that you can go, well, that's a positive and it has a downside for certain people, but it also has a for sure good side for a lot of people. Then you have this one, which is more vague, but it helps more people. It's, it's like a, it's an in-between thing that I just love. And I think that I wish, and that's my go-to game. Like I said, if more games would follow infamous two's lead, uh, as far as decision based gameplay, I would love them far more. Hmm. Uh, sometimes I just get to the point now in, in binary decision-based games, not like Until Dawn, where it's more in the moment, a lot of constant decisions because they're like trigger decisions where you need to, 
you're doing them quickly because yeah. they're coming quickly and they almost a reflex. Yeah. Reflex decisions are fun uh, to an extent because you're like, why well, this, this could have a huge impact, but it's happening so quickly. I don't have a chance to think about it. If I was to have a, like a, like a real answer, if that doesn't count the ending of mass effect two, like the end of mass effect two. Oh okay. yeah. That's a good one for okay. me. Okay. Uh, I yeah. like to mass effect one, two and partially three. Uh, let's see. Another question from Twitter. Our good buddy world end. He says, are you guys watching game of Thrones? If not, Why? Final season comes out this April, and I got into it at season five, and I could not deny how great of a show it was after you get past the first few episodes, which are super boring. Uh, Brett doesn't. I tried. I don't. I think, I think he tried, too, to I watch did. it. I, um, did. I tried to get Brett to watch it. I love the show. I read half the first book, and then I uh, somehow fell out of that. But uh, we're 100% up to date on it, starting probably... We're I, being you and Annie, just a. To- yeah, me and Andy. Just, just to clarify. Uh, we will probably, uh, next month we get married. Uh, so I believe that I would say. Mazel tov, so. Mazel tov. <laughs> that uh, the week of me, uh, oh, the off time we're going to have getting married, after getting married, we'll probably restart it to get to uh, to get to uh, the new season. Like, we've already watched it, though. To like, prepare. Yeah, we're just kind of re-upping ourselves. To, yeah. It has really good world building in it. So I don't watch it. Uh, and the quick reason as to why is that, yes, the first episodes are a little boring. Yeah, they are. There's a um, lot of world building within the first season. I watched. The, I watched the whole first season. Yeah, the end of the first the, season. And, and the first season, my rule of thumb for everything because I just don't have enough time for everything, is that TV shows. If the first season does not get my attention to a point where I'm drawn to watch the second season, nine times out of ten, I'm not going to end up watching it. If I naturally start to see part of the second season due to being around someone else and then it picks my interest up, I will continue. But I can't control that sometimes. And it's essentially my cutting off point. It's the same thing I do with a game. I essentially go, you know, on on these episodic games, if the first episode doesn't really pull me in, I'm not going to bother with the rest of them. Uh, If the first couple of hours of a game doesn't really pull me in, a couple of games I will... Because I know by the type of gameplay they're going for, they're going to pull off. I almost quit playing Red Dead Redemption 2 because of early on. And I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, that game story starts purposes. really slow. Yeah. Like the whole snowy area. And it's a little too overly tutorially. Oh, no, it like, is. Why is the second chapter of the game a tutorial? Why that, would the first chapter not that, be a tutorial? That's a good game as an example of like what uh, another game recently has done. Really annoying to me. And it's like you walk five feet, cutscene. Done with the cutscene, you walk like another minute or two, and it's cutscene again. It's like, let me play the game. Yeah, the I, game I, did it yeah, quite a lot too. I got you. It did. Yeah, it's a fair, for a fair argument. Uh, but the other reason, as to uh, outside of that, is uh, one of the big reasons I had, and it's not really anything against the show or even anything. It's just a problem with the type of show that it's trying to be and how early it started before long TV was a uh, long form yeah, television. Eight, I think. Two thousand five. Yeah, or six. you know when you think about older long form television. Um, they weren't always granted the budgets that newer ones are because now they know it's a viable platform. Used to, it was kind of taking a chance. Like, we're going to make a lot of hour-long episodes and tell a really intricate story. Um, and so the f- early seasons, production quality was just really rough to me uh, in a number of areas. I think There's that a couple things there. It's essentially what? trying to be dark fantasy to an extent, but I don't feel like it's capturing that visually in a way that works to me. And I don't mean dark fantasy entirely. Obviously, that shows way more about the politics than it is about the creatures. And that's why you see this complaint leveraged against it all the time from people mocking it going, every season, winter's coming. Every season, winter's coming. And then eventually, it kind of happens. Yeah. Um, it came I, out in 2011. 
That also makes sense. I was thinking 2008. I guess I got that mixed up with Breaking Bad. Maybe. Was Breaking Bad yeah, Breaking Bad was 08, I think. Uh, so anyway, that, that's essentially what it is for me. Every time I was watching it, I was like, it just visually looks cheap and underproduced. And that's probably because it was early days. It was for the first season. And that's not anything to do with the show's fault. Realistically, that's the there's budgeting some, from HBO. really impressive CGI in the newer seasons. I'm sure. And it's just that I'm not in a point where I have the time to really get into it now. And oh, yeah. You got I'm, a lot to catch up on. And it's already kind of just lost me. So Yeah, no, I understand. It's gone. It's gone. Yep. Uh, let's see. Another one from Facebook. Sean May asks, after everything you've seen of Anthem, do you think Bioware will redeem themselves with what they did with Mass Effect with their new IP? Being Anthem. I was going to say, is that Anthem? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. I think so too, but not necessarily in ways that longtime fans will immediately recognize. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was something kind of similar. And that is so much that they are turning a completely new leaf into a new genre that is already out there, but done a little bit differently that's more satisfying to me. So I think that due to the popularity this game's getting, uh, I think that it's honestly going to be a success, but it's going to be hard to gauge it until... We finally see it released. We see like the microtransactions of the game are exactly what they told us, and there's no like pay to win stuff. Yeah, and then you have a high high uh, character or not character, but you know, uh, a gamer. No population count in the game. I don't. Know. I was gonna say. Gamer oh yeah, count, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a player count. Um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think, think it's, it's gonna happen. The side that I said why I think it may not be immediately obvious is that right now. They keep hinting at us that this game is very story heavy still, which is what you expect from Bioware as a long time story. I haven't seen none. Huh? I haven't seen none. Well, like, barely any. You, you saw just a little bit that's in the VIP demo, but that's not enough. That wasn't near. Like, I would consider that a side quest. I, I almost hope. And maybe it was. Yeah, that was a side quest. Uh, or maybe it's the maybe it's the beginning. Maybe the it's setting up mission. to spur everything. Yeah. Uh, and if so, that's awesome. I mean, I do hope because I know the number one thing that people look at in Bioware, they don't mind the games changing uh, genres or styles or play styles, whatnot. Um, the through line that people tend to enjoy from them is great storytelling uh, yeah. and interesting characters. I hope. And it, if uh... they do that again, and actually, I did like one of the ideas in the VIP demo where the person where they had the three have three different personalities of one person. I thought that was an interesting idea. Yeah, I actually um, found it pretty funny. So, in that sense, yeah, I think that it's yet to be seen, but I do think that they will. Uh, and I think more importantly. This is just the next thing coming from them. We still have more Dragon Age, which may be more traditional Bioware. And then they said today that uh, Bioware said that they're not done with Mass Effect either. So I think we can see them kind of come back and redeem themselves from what this subsect of uh, Bioware did. Because it wasn't the same Mass Effect team that made Andromeda. No. It wasn't the original Mass Effect team. And I think it's important a to give them that leverage and say, just because a side team made a game that wasn't up to the standards doesn't mean that we can't do something better in the future. Uh, and, you know, maybe that team also learns that they can make a better project in the future. Yeah, there's a couple of people on that uh, Andromeda team I did not like at all due to some of the stuff they would say on Twitter. But also, um, they also made a uh, live action Neil Blomkamp. Director of uh, District Nine made oh yeah that the it's film conviction yeah and it's it uh, looks debuting good. tomorrow night yeah it looks good so I said that specifically for the people who listen to this on Wednesday I'm I got sorry you. I just never realized that if you saw this on Friday three or four days ago uh, our good buddy over there on Twitter Misker Mister Mister Pumpkin he says what moochie uh, moochies <laughs> help me please. With, uh, what munchies, food and drink, do you like for a gaming session? I love Pringles, but they're not good on the mic for other people. 
I that's the truth. Love Pringles. That's a very good answer because that is actually my favorite potato chip. Like the sour cream onion and the salt and vinegar Pringles are my jam. I've not had salt and vinegar. Do you like salt and vinegar to. chips? Yes, I love them. They're the that. best salt and vinegar chips you'll ever have. See, I like the kettle cooked ones. No, the kettle cooked ones. You know why they're nasty? Because they're they're diamonds. The kettle cooked chips are like eating a bag of rocks. They're hard. What do you they're, mean? No, not the ones I'm talking about. I, they're flaky. I'm talking I about the it. kettle brand. Oh, no. I'm talking about ones that are kettle cooked. I like the flavor of their chips, <clears throat> like the jalapeno chips. Do yeah, but their chips like, are kind of hard. Their chips are rock hard. I have really hard teeth. Like, that's a weird thing to brag about. But, like, <laughs> I can bite into things that I should Ladies? be able to bite into. And not... I'm, I'm sorry, actually. It's already locked down. Well, I was going to say, what, what does that even do anyways? <laughs> but uh, Well, it's like the guys, you know, the, the Bill Burr joke that I love so much where he's like, why are guys, like, out in the cold wearing shorts? Like, my legs don't get cold, as if that's going to be a, a mating thing that women oh, will look yeah. and see them. You know, that's have babies with me. Your legs, their legs won't get cold. That's a good, uh, that's a good bit. Honestly, though, uh, what I used to say, because we've answered this question or similar question to this way in the past, yep. like last year, uh, it's 2017 because I'm still living in 2018. But uh, I would say pretzels because they don't really, like leave grease on your fingers. They're like salty, they're crunchy, and then you have like a good drink to go with them. Like I always prefer Pepsi products, so I know I'm the devil to most of you people. I think we may have but, answered that Bioware question already. But uh, there was a couple that we left off from last episode, and uh, I was trying to get to those. So I'm I don't sorry. think so. I don't so think I, we did either. I'll ask Sean next time I see him. Yeah. I don't think we did because uh, I know he goes back and listens. But yeah, like pretzels used to be my jam. I don't really like pretzels anymore. It's mm. one of those weird taste bud flips, and I don't understand how it happens. They happen. And they're actually, I've had sad moments where I've realized I don't like something that I liked my entire life up until now. I used to get like pretzels with spicy mustard and like dip them in the spicy mustard to eat them. Delicious. Now I should specify two things. One, I will always and forever love Annie Ann's pretzels. uh, Like those little, the places in the mall you can go to uh, and get pretzels. Those don't count. That's not the kind of pretzel I'm talking about. Also, pretzels in things are fine. I can eat those like a handful of Chex Mix. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Fine, but not just single pretzels. Like I, I don't like the bagged pretzels, and no, I think that's what you were originally that's what, getting. That's at. what I was originally getting. Yeah, no, the, those the the anti whatever anti ants. Yeah, those are delicious. Yeah, you can get that's get a whole other ball Jalapeno game. pretzel. I can get yeah. a pepperoni pretzel. You can get an almond pretzel. The, pre- cinnamon dude, the pepperoni pretzel. ones are surprisingly good. Yeah, they are. They're really yeah. good. But if I if I answer this honestly, it's going to be in the same vein. Uh, not only as this conversation, but as the pretzely snack, and that would be Chex Mix. I like Chex Mix. Okay, a whole lot. Um, it is, no matter what I say, honestly, if I'm going to say either salt and vinegar, jalapeno, or sour cream onion Pringles, those are all three of the best flavors. You <laughs> okay. need to go try them. Yeah. And then Chex Mix. Uh, but the, the thing sour cream of, and onion are good. I do yeah. like Yeah. The thing about it, though, when I'm playing a game, most time, if I'm going to play a game, I stop eating to like eat a meal. I don't play or anything while I eat. Or, I mean, I'm not even in the same vicinity, really. I'm in the living room instead of my, uh, my office game room. But... I think one of your reasons are similar to mine. Greasy fingers. Yes. Yeah. I Dude, I can't. And no. that's actually why my answer is really funny because it's super counterintuitive, but it makes sense. Well, you can thank Big Seth for that. Like when growing up, I had a buddy named Big Seth. His name is Big Seth because I have a brother named Seth and he was little Seth. But um, <laughs> the ins and outs of life. He would like, he, he has me. He's the reason that I put screen protectors on things. He's the reason that I like put decals on things to prevent scratches. He like he showed me like if you take good care of electronics and stuff they last forever. Yeah, and like I never forget it. Like I brought over my Xbox 360 controller. No, I'm sorry, original Xbox controller to play Halo 2. And like I noticed something. My controller's shiny. His wasn't. He washed his hands before he played games. I didn't. 
So like yeah. my controller was disgusting for like a like little grimy twelve year old mitts to be playing Halo yeah. on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if I had to say like if I had to pick a soda, uh, Pepsi probably. But what about you? Or Dr Pepper? That counts too. My go to in the past before, and it was a very short lived window. Uh, do you remember how Mountain Dew used to do their democracy thing where they would do three flavors and then they'd vote to keep one and then that's how they moved on and that's yep. how we got Voltage. Uh, and then the secondary, white it's out. how we got white out. Disgusting ass. Yeah, I don't like white um, out. Actually, I like, I dude, like... It's Sprite. I like white out. No, it's no. Okay. It's it doesn't a, taste like Sprite. On, on. It, it's a similar enough to Sprite that I don't see the need for white it. out is good if you are buying it at a convenience store while you're also grabbing a breakfast food. Like a super donut or like a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit. Something about white out tastes good. It complements breakfast things real well. Maybe. I do love super donuts, so... I hate super donuts. They're so good. Actually, you know what's weird? I know I hate those, but I've been craving one lately. Dude, I ate two this last weekend because I fought. It's been so long. I haven't eaten one since February uh, of last year. year. And then over this weekend, we stopped at a convenience store where we were driving the six hours, and I was like, I saw it, and I was like, I need it. I need it. (laughs) For those that don't know, super donuts aren't really donuts. They're just like. Are they? Honestly, I don't know because they're delicious. It's like cake. It's. Consistency, a circular wise, cake, like cake with a hole in it, which it technically is a donut. But, but I'm gonna tell you, definitely, that's actually one of mine. It used to be for a long time, but my original was during the second round of Mountain Dew Democracy. They had a orange one that was so delicious called Typhoon. I love it. You know, you can still buy that. No, you can't. Yes, you can. They came out with it again four years or so later in a two liter only, and I bought that until they stopped making that as well, dude. If you tell me right now that that it's back, your boy's about to get down because I love it. It is hands down my favorite Mountain Dew they've ever done outside of oh, never maybe mind. game. Field. I'm thinking of a different. I'm thinking of Livewire. Yes. Yes. Okay. I knew it. And there's two. There's almost similar in color design in a way. Yes. Uh, anyway, that was it for a long time, and uh, that and cereal. And I was going to say cereal makes no sense for a lot of reasons because you, you can't, can't even play, play the game. game. You have to literally pick the bowl up and go on. Life, well, life hack. Here's what you do. You grab yourself your favorite circular Tupperware container that is shaped like a cup. I, it's not a cup. It's a container that's like a cylinder, basically. You take your cereal, you pour it in there, you pour your milk in there, you drink it. You just drink it while you take a big old mouthfuls of cereal out. I don't agree with that. You should. There's something about the way that you try and balance milk to cereal ratio. I like. I like. That is really fun. I like soggy cereal, so I should state that. Certain ones I do too. My my favorite cereal from a just sheer how you eat it perspective, I absolutely love any kind of, like mine is Fruity Pebbles, any kind of cereal that's like those light flakes where because you know normally the balance you have to fight is how much cereal do I want they versus need, how much is the milk going to make it float up? They need to be melting my mouth soft. Oh, fruity pebbles. yeah. I mean, I enjoy that too, but the, I like the flakiness and the crunchiness of it when you do it. Um, well, that's yeah, what the first half of the now bowl was for. I, I, the new Game Fuel, I was really apprehensive on at first. It's actually delicious. Um, I so, can't find it anywhere that's... Um, that's easily they have accessible. They have it in convenience stores. They have it in Walmart. It's easily accessible. Convenience stores are anything but convenient. I bought it a number of times now. I really like it. I hate convenience stores. So anyway, that's that one. That was a pretty good one. Uh, next question up from Facebook comes from, and I promise that I'm probably going to butcher this. So forgive me. Uh, he's a newer watcher and he's been following me because of the custom cases I make for a while. Uh, he's from India. Very nice dude. Uh, great to have conversations with, even though we're on completely different time schedules. So hear me out. Rohit. Mukherjee 
<laughs> Please tell me if I'm way off. Uh, anyway, he asked, which fantasy game will be the best to get invested in? And now, an interesting tidbit. He Final messaged 14. me just the other day and said he's never played an RPG or a fantasy Ooh. or whatever, but he, but he bought The Witcher 3 and was it good? And I told him yes. So I want to hear you. I want to hear from you as on, on that as well. I want to hear an Honestly, update you got a pretty, as to whether you're enjoying it. Um, you got a pretty good one there. Uh, yeah, so that's a great fantasy game to start off in. An overwhelming one, to be sure. I also think that and this may sound crazy. I know some people are tired of hearing about this game. I do think Skyrim is a very good introduction oh, no. into fantasy it really, games. It really is. It's a good casual and it's fantasy unique game. Still, yeah, you it's know? a good game that most people can pick up and play. No issues. Yeah, no, they have. A, they love it. It's yeah, fun because you get to do it how you want to. That's what I love so much about the old Elder Scrolls games, and what I hope they don't lose is that real sense of role playing. You know. Yeah, and I mean, and I know that's how you do it. Yeah, so. that's exactly. I was just about to say that. that's exactly how I do it. I create my own character, create why he's there, why he got arrested at the border, or that if there's um, mods. I can do the alternate start where I start off in a jail cell, and you know, it's it's really cool the way you can create your own character. So actually, that is my answer: is either Skyrim or Oblivion. Yeah, I would also like to throw in just because I really like the series, uh, but you would have to have a PS3. And uh, somehow I'm skipping out on it now. Hold on. What, what's the main character? Uh, oh, you just make your character. Um, and THQ Nordic just bought the license. Work with me here, buddy. Oh, yeah, the bad game. It's not a bad game. I, no, I I'm thinking about the Blades game. I can't believe. Oh, yeah, the two swords. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking that's about. That's not what I'm talking about. All right. Uh, or two. Didn't uh, THQ? Who bought them just now? God, hold on. EA made it. And then THQ bought it. Jedi Outcast. No. God, what is it? It's going to kill me. Was it only on PS3? Kingdoms of Amalur. Hey, forgive no, my brain on, that's fart. That's not only on PS3. Uh, that's sure. on a PS3. It's on PS3, and I love that game. It's very good. Uh, Isn't that that a, would be another one. Is that on PC? I've always heard good things about it. You know, I think it might be. Might being the main word in that sentence. I don't know for sure, but it's a very good game, and I love it. I have it on PS3. Doesn't help you any because you have PS3. Help you at all. But yeah, and is, actually, I have it digitally on PS3, so it, it really doesn't Steam. help. You. Twenty bucks. I'm Good game. That I really do love it. I I would. I'm holding off replaying it. I actually turned it on on my PS3 a couple weeks back because I really would like a remaster, um, for a few reasons. But the game is really great, so I like that one. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with Skyrim and Oblivion for now. But yeah, definitely okay. play those if you ever get to them and uh, let us know. Well, oops, I just lost my place on Facebook. But well, that's, that's good. good that's it's my turn. question. Yeah, my, yeah. my turn. Our good buddy Corey slash Crash. Second question of the night. He says, "What are your favorite Keyblades from Kingdom Hearts three? They could be multiple. Like, which one did you like aesthetically, and which ones did you like for battle?" Boy, let me tell you. I'm gonna give a brief, mild spoiler warning for Kingdom Hearts three. If you don't want to know what kind of Keyblades are in the game, veer off. There is aspects of this conversation though that I would rather go into at either an impressions or uh, something of that, uh, something similar to that. Uh, just because how some of them play, but I'm going to go with ever after the one you get from tangled tangled. Uh, I was trying to think of the name kingdom of, uh, Oh, Co uh, Corona. Corona. Yeah, yeah. Like the beer, but, um, <laughs> kingdom of Corona, uh, ever after. And then the monsters Inc. Um, you said it earlier. Happy gear. Remember. Yeah. Happy gear. Uh, you got a good magic one. You got a good strength one. And I played mainly with Ever After. There was times, though, during the final boss battle of the game that I actually ended up switching because one particular phase, I felt like I wasn't doing enough DPS burst damage to get through. Uh, no real spoiler there or anything. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I, swap, I swapped over to the happy gear and threw on some other equipment to make my strength higher. I was still like 10 lower than my magic. 
Yeah. Uh, my max magic, I should yeah, say. Yeah, yeah. I so, got you. Uh, Ever After. Really cool form. Um, not really going to say much about it, but it's a really cool, really overpowered Mirage Lance. Form. It's very good. Wow, I, I That's be, just a name. Try to be vague. Just a name. Yeah. Well, people Doesn't got, change People anything. got mad when Rage Form leaked. Everybody knows that now. Okay. Well, sorry. Hey, tell you guys, uh, mine are also, I, I used happy gear almost throughout the entire of the game. Once I got it, uh, cause I started leveling it up and I really liked it visually. I think it's a cool looking keyblade enough, but mainly I just really love how useful the transformations are. I think it, and, and I liked, I found myself leaning more on keyblades that had multiple transformations. So essentially the happy gear, you first fight until you get your three bars up and you'll eventually go into agile claws, which are amazing. And the number one thing I love about them is that the yo-yos are cool too, but the main thing I loved about the agile claws and then the yo-yos are still there, but I felt it was better with the claws. Do you remember in this, do you remember in two that they had an ability that you could do where you essentially would swing the keyblade and it would, it would close in the gap it's, between it's what, you and your it's person. What that is. But they took that out because they started putting it into keyblade forms, which and now it was about stupid. using. I don't I know that I agree into, I entirely. Into that. I won't get into that, but I don't like that. I wish. But wish, I'm glad it was at least in are, a keyblade form because I liked how it, definitely for the. I ended up using the happy gear for the uh, secret hidden boss that's in the fourteenth yeah, yeah, battle the, gate. The bad. Stupid boss. Yeah, it's okay, no. but uh, ain't got nothing on I actually, son. yeah, I mean, it's not a good. It's not even. I don't even know if it's a secret boss. I don't even think I'd consider it that. I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't. But either. it's the hardest boss in the game. I think that's probably true. Which is crazy because I still see. I hear people talking about how easy he still is. Oh yeah, he's not hard. Uh, I did die once against him playing on proud, but you well, know. there you go. How many times um, did you die? Never mind. We'll get into this in the practice. Yeah, we'll get into that later. Um, but yeah, I really like that one. And uh, now I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. I just unlocked the Ultimate Keyblade, and it's so good. It looks <laughs> and dope. The, and the forms are a big reason as to why I like the Keyblades. And I really love the Keyblade synthesis, where you get to level it up. But we can save the rest of that for later. But the oh. Ultimate Keyblade is amazing. I'm bleeding. Um, anyway, next question. question. Going back into... This is actually also Kiki, uh, just sticking in line of... When it was asked, uh, he asked, without going into story details, what has been your favorite thing about Kingdom Hearts 3? So we're going to limit this to one thing. Yeah. I, Mine has to be combat. I, I want to be. I actually prefer it over the Kingdom Hearts 2 battle system. I wonder if he's gone back on oh, that yet I because you were talking he about was that. high in the moment. Yeah, I thought that you were talking about that. That was Kiki, to be fair, not me. Say, boy. Though I do think in some ways it is immediately more gratifying, though I think that Kingdom Hearts 2 offers more depth. That's all I'll say on I, until I before we go I certainly have my least favorite thing about it in my mind right now. But well, what's your what's your favorite thing about it? Dude, I'm, it's still so fresh on my mind. I don't have an answer. Um, I, I, guess the, I guess the way it wraps up the story. I mean, that's the easy answer. If I'm going to go into more of a gameplay and world design, going more into the meat of what makes the game the game, uh, I'm going to go off of... The very, how do we want to say this? Vertical level design and the seamless, being able to move through massive swaths of land with no load screen. Uh, I think that was very important to the way that this game felt from a moment to moment. And I think that they did a couple of things and took some liberties because of that. Used to, Sora was just a little bit quicker because I guess it kind of made a feeling of, it made up for how how many times you had to go between a little slight load window into a new area yeah. by making you feel more fast. This time they pulled it back a little bit, but they added you know the ability to run up the walls and all that stuff. Uh, and it all felt natural and in in line with the idea of a more vertical 
and sometimes also very wide breadth of a level where it's like, okay, it's very wide. You have a lot of room that you can go there, but you also have a lot of room you can go up. San Francisco being a very good example. San Francisco was really cool. The whole the whole layout of that world And it was made cool. finding the, the chest in that world very fun because of it. Yeah, I didn't find uh, a single one. Very similar to what I talked about I with the one. kind of emergent gameplay of exploration in Anthem when you go up and down and you yeah, find something it, crazy. It's it, there's something that's cool about satisfying. verticality yeah. in games because we played so many games for so many generations that were just, just stuck on the y-axis yeah. of the game and yeah. not the z-axis yeah. um and de- actually that was a big thing for destiny 2 in a weird way destiny 2 introduced a lot of odd places uh one of them being i may be saying I can't, I can't remember the world correctly but maybe nessus uh where you go into like the center of the planet and start going down and down and down and it just felt like you were going towards the core of the planet it was yeah. fun. And then there's like that big old open area out there where you see like things drifting towards it. Yeah. We still never find out what that was, I don't yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Which would be cool. We always said that was the raid. Uh, let's see. Good buddy Matt Green over on Twitter says, would you buy a magazine if Demo Disc made a return? Unfortunately not. As much um, as I love the idea of that, to be honest, and like I love the nostalgia that comes from it, I don't need 10 or 15 disc and magazines laying around when everything in the future exists the way it does now, where I can get all that stuff from my phone or the PlayStation store. Then again, I'm more of a digital person when it comes to media. So like I prefer uh, digital uh, games over uh, physical. So that's, yeah. And I knew that was going to be a difference between us. I, I mainly say no because I'm, I'm stuck in this weird area in between where I appreciate people who take the time to make a demo these days but I very wholeheartedly understand the other side of games are more and more complicated. And to do a demo, it means taking a a group of people from the main game, giving them an old copy of the game and having them slowly refine that to make a good demo out of it. Instead of just having them work on making the final product even better. It's a, it is a catch 22 if I've ever seen one because them going in and spending the time and money and effort on trying to make sure the game is even better may make for a better product, but having a demo makes me know whether I even like the basic idea of the product enough or not. Yeah. And it's, it's, I, that's really where it comes down to. I think the reason we see less demos is because to an extent we've seen free weekends on games as a service where they just let you download them and play them entirely free or just um, free releases like destiny yeah, did for a while. Exactly. Free releases like just destiny time, did for a time, while time free, which even destiny has pockets of some free ideas, right? Like you don't get a demo for the forsaken expansion, but you get a free weekend to play, um, gambit to see if you like it yeah um, you know what irritates me this is kind of on a tangent it kind of it's 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 on the topic of that but it's do you know why like i want to go fully digital do you know why i haven't quite yet why because the games that i have left that are physical are games like destiny 2 final fantasy 14 and dark souls 3 dark souls 3 doesn't really include in this rant but like i can't go just buy the base game for those games on playstation store i have to go buy the 40 dollar, 60 dollar expansions i already have those i just want the base game so it's keeping you from wanting to get rid of your if, physical copy if, if, if and go had, digital on it because you feel like I you're would wasting money. I would literally take everything up to GameStop, even though I know those games are worth like a dollar a disc. Yeah, sure. So, but uh, he does have a secondary small question right after that. He says, Sonic versus Mario, who wins? And this is in a fight. I think Sonic wins. But then he says, and which is the better mascot? In a fight, Sonic. Yeah. It's really hard to fight that speed. It is. But who's the better mascot, Mario? More iconic. You see yeah. Mario. And hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm going to use this in a very odd way. I think that as a from inception onward, 
Mario. Undeniable. You can't Design find it. and everything else onward Sonic. Uh, well, and even past that, I'd go as far as to say relevance at times. I think there was a point in time where Sonic was a real threat to Mario. Oh, yeah, for and sure. But what he stood for, he was edgier. He had, you know, he was to show off, he was speedy. And half of the, <laughs> he was to show off, he was speedy. Well, hold on. Half of the reason that they even worried about making Sonic a fast based game was to show off how quickly they could pull stuff into frame and load it, or really how quickly they could, how much stuff they could have on frame and move through it quickly. And it was like amazing that it could do that because you'd never seen that. You know, Mario was slow and plotting because of the way that the game design works. Excuse me. But they. Sega was like, well, how do we show that we have a more powerful console? We're going to make something that's quicker, faster. We're going to make him more edgy as a, as a, you know, as a character. We're going to make him have a more crazy design that ties in with this idea of more. A cooler design. Yeah, whereas Mario's design was very much based in the, well, how do we make a very simple, because of how old Mario was even by the time that Sonic came in, Mario was always trying to stay relatively true to his basic of original 8-bit sprite. Whereas by the time that we get around to Sonic, we're dealing with 16-bit, and they're going far more. Right. His shape and curvature, he just... I think there was a point in time where you could argue either way, but obviously I think there's the the major impact and everything, it's going to be Mario. Let's have a hot hot seat Saul answer, uh, question. If you could pick one of the two, and their entire respective series would disappear, if you did, if you pick the other one, who would you pick? Mario. I don't uh, in terms of I want him to, to disappear because it would yeah. affect me. The only thing I would I pick guess, Sonic because I like Mario. Like here's the here's stuff. the only thing: would Mario going away? Everything else associated with Mario would be gone. Well, hold on though. What what about Smash Bros? Yeah, it would, he would not be in Smash Brothers. Well, no, that's fine. But with Smash because Bros. Kirby, itself, Kirby exists. is the real thing about that. No, oh. here you go. Yeah. I don't know if this is going to reach, but we're going to laptop you stuff. Know what? Actually, you know what? I'll just go grab it out. The, oh, well, maybe not. But yours isn't on that side, is it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. We're good. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Okay. Um, Sorry yeah, about that. That's, that's an interesting question. Back where you're scheduled. I've never episode. cared for Mario. It just is what it is. Uh, okay, let's go. Another Facebook one. We have a dump. I'm going to do a couple of quick ones. Uh, a, a couple of quick ones. Uh, what are your opinions on hibachi? I assume that's a type of food. Hibachi grill, yeah. Because the only reason I know this I'll is how I met your mother. Uh, because it's hibachi billing with a vaudeville twist. It's, okay, so do you know what Osaka's is, right? Is that is Osaka's considered hibachi? If you go to a, if you go to the grill area, that's a hibachi grill. Oh, when you sit at it, so yeah. essentially what Shogun says so as well. That place has been closed for ten years. Yes, it has. Oh, I thought you said what it is. Like what, it's what currently, it was. okay, no, what it was. I'm yeah, sorry. it's basically a grill you go to with veggies, all kinds of different like delectables, and then they make it in front of you. I don't care for the food, but I think it's a very interesting idea. I like it. I just hate having like I. I hate it when they seek your validation for something. They're like, yeah, it's good, right? I'm like, it's good. I wish I was eating in peace right now, but it's good. So like, I hate going to them, but like, I That's like reasonable. the idea of them. I'm too um, awkward for that. Saw a loaded question from Donovan, and then I'm going to put a couple other ones in here. Uh, who's your favorite member of Discord? <laughs> this is the most loaded question wow, I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, me. Me. I was like, I was going to almost say you because I was like, well, I know you in real life, but I guess that's not fair to Corey. So you know what? All I'm going to do is say me and you can call me conceited, but it keeps me from getting anybody else's bad side. I love myself. (laughs) I do love myself actually. Uh, Okay. You want to throw another one in or is it the last one you had? Oh, you're talking about me? Yeah. I got four more. Uh, Let's throw one in. We'll we'll sprinkle a couple of these in there between those. Um, This might, mm, I'm trying to think, is that technically going to be in the news? Because if it is, 
We can answer it in the news. Nah, okay. that's actually a little old. I purposely didn't include it because gotcha because of this. Okay, it may not even go through. I, I know more people watch. Know. Yeah, more people watch the show, including people who watch reader mail. So yeah. then I didn't want. Well, you can quickly explain to... what it is, if nothing else. You can, right, you, well, you're aware, right? Yeah. So you basically, can... uh, Kiki says, "What are your thoughts on Pennsylvania lawmakers wanting to add a 10 percent tax to mature rated games?" And they're calling it awful. a sin tax. Yeah, it's awful. Which they is get it out more of funny because separate, of math. Separate <laughs> religion from state, please. Get it out of here. Okay, I think I, I stand on two sides of this. I'm not Over, overall, I'm against it. Saying that, I'm just saying, yeah. please don't mix these things together. Overall, I'm against it. Now, my main reason for being against it is that I think it's foolish to tax us for something even more when we already deal with enough taxes. It, it's an unnecessary tax. We already taxed. The item's already taxed. We shouldn't pay more on top so, of it. Yeah, but at the same time, that would also argue that the unhealthy tax that they put on cigarettes and stuff yeah, it's a mix. I don't honestly know where well, I stand on that. What's funny about that is I'm pretty sure big tobacco companies are still making that money, so it doesn't matter. Who knows? But essentially what goes down, the reason I'm on two places of this is that I think that they're, if it wasn't being fueled entirely by religion, which is, and the only reason we say that is because they're calling it the syntax, and this is happening specifically for religious purposes. Yeah, I'm going to do some research real quick. If this was a group of people saying that, hey, there are problems with violent video games to an extent, <laughs> and that Turns out you can't just Google syntax. There's, there's two benefits that come from it, right? I forgot. Parents would be, if parents notice there's a higher charge for it, uh, then essentially they'll be less likely to buy the game for their kids and give their ga- give their kids games unfettered and just completely unreviewed and just go go play this game that we don't know anything about to shut you up so apparently i don't think it's fair for terrence parents to do but go ahead real quick well it, lo- it loops in with alcohol and tobacco candies drugs soft drinks fast foods coffee sugar gambling and pornography um so yeah no i don't think i don't agree with this at all i don't agree that you should be taxed based off of what you're buying and should be punished for that because somebody doesn't agree with what you're doing with it yeah so, i think i think as a almost acting as a regulation or as a deterrent from people doing things that I think are irresponsible, like giving your kid who's seven a, and it's a little different because technically I played Grand Theft Auto when I was seven and nobody ever sat down with me and said, this stuff isn't real. But Grand Theft Auto at that point in time was also Grand Theft Auto three and not nearly as detailed as detailed. Well, not, I wasn't seven. The Grand Theft Auto on PS one I was, but that was really bad. So anyway, maybe I was nine when I played Grand Theft Auto one or I mean three, whatever age I was, I can't remember. Uh, when you think about it in that sense, you're kind of playing this weird game of, I don't think that you should give kids that with, and just to pacify them and not talk to them about it and explain what it is. I think it may even be honestly a better parenting tip to not let your kid play those things until he's until they're old enough to full on have a conversation with you and you go, you can play this, you can have fun, but understand what you're doing. Understand what you're playing and understand that this isn't representative of real life or how you're supposed to act other like and maybe are. that's maybe that's around 11 or 12 who knows i don't i think you know your own kid better but i know a lot of parents and this comes from working in retail specifically gamestop where kid they would come in and just go i would have to say hey this is rated mature just i've got to make sure that you know that before they before you buy it and you've got to give me the okay or whatever and they go oh yeah it doesn't matter and the kid would be five or six yeah. or seven and playing these games and I was like you know I just, and I could tell that when they say it's whatever not because they're going to have a conversation with their kid it's because they're just trying to find one more way to pacify their kids so they don't have to deal with them and that's a problem uh, the that's flip side of problem. that uh, is let's say it was not proposed from a religious standpoint and they said look nope it's still bad because I, I'm you're, still being, saying, you're being punished for yes things. and I still agree with that you know philosophically of I don't believe in taxation and to that extent um 
but let's just say, would I be more okay with it this way? And if this was the way it was proposed? Yes. If it was proposed that violence can be a problem and that there are real world examples of violence that could be spurred from certain people going a little bit crazy with movies and or games and they apply it across the board. And what they do with that money is it's not actually a tax that goes back to anything. Instead, it's essentially like a, well, when you buy this game or this thing and it's violent based, uh, we're going to take that money and we're going to give it back into programs that help people who have been victims of violence. Right. And I think that that would be a great way to approach it and a great way to try and do some of the things that they want to do. Even the religious people, all they really want to do is keep kids and certain and people that they don't, you know, they, some groups are extremists and want to keep everybody from playing it, but others are genuinely worried about certain people that might fall victim to it. And if you can play this, if you can play a balance out and go, we're going to add an extra 10%. You know what? I, I kind of understand it. And if that money's been taken and being used for a good purpose, it's essentially where I stand on taxes. I am taxed whether I want to be or not. I wish that my taxes were being used for better things than they sometimes are. Yeah. Uh, and I agree to that to an extent. I just, I don't think that you should ever be. And, and unfortunately it's like that no matter where you are Yeah. Um, on other things, like I mentioned uh, beforehand, but I don't think that it's right to tax people to punish them for that because no, you're not going to deter somebody from buying a game because it costs an extra six bucks. You're yeah. going to deter uh, you're you're gonna have them stress out more than, and this could be just their financial like incompetence. Incom, incom, Can't speak today, but uh, it's like nobody should ever come down to the last like I have sixty six dollars my bank account, food or a game. So like you're not gonna go make somebody go broke. You're not gonna deter them. You're just gonna upset them. And it's yeah. just like, well, whatever. And then it, it, transparency and what the tax money is being used for is also key. Yeah, and then the other thing, I the other quick negative I could see is that potentially being it inadvertently creating a even more of a stigma of gamers. Oh yeah. Against, and that's you know, the thing. Cause they're overly violent. Alcohol and like, look at them. They're willing to pay an extra 10% just so they can, they can feed themselves can, and, you know, I have to go feed myself. It's ridiculous. You know, too, it's, right? but it's and a, it's a potential thing. And some Wendy's. Uh, let's see. Why does all I have children comes from Donovan. I don't want children. I'll never have children if it's possible, uh, to prevent that. And it will be. Okay. Uh, I, that's not like a threat. Like, no, like I just, I'm not, I'm not having children. Okay. A uh, quick one from Kiki. What is your guilty pleasure food that you're too embarrassed to admit? Swiss, I don't have one. Swiss cake rolls. Swiss cake rolls are Actually, good. Actually, it's not even like, see, I don't like guilty things because it's like, I'm not guilty to admit We've that. We've said this a number of times. We don't believe in guilty throw pleasure. Them, throw them hoes in the fridge and then just take them out like an hour later. So good, cold. good. Now, if we want to just reword that as guilty pleasure, not like meaning because you, but it says that you're too embarrassed to admit. So I know he's using it, but if we're going to say instead something that you really know in, in your own mind, you're like, I know I shouldn't be eating this because it goes against some of my own things, but I'm eating that damn thing. Anyway. I have no shame when it comes to food. I I'll, eat it. I'll eat it. Whatever. It I is. have no shame when it comes to almost anything. I just, people go, what's your guilty pleasure song? I don't have one. I will tell you every song I like. Yeah. No matter how girly you may think it is. See, I, I love or what? I don't care. I love food as much as you love music. That should tell you how much yeah. I love food. See? Dude, I was in McAllister's the other day, and Kelly Clarkson's uh, Walk Away came on, and and I, literally, I go there every day for lunch. We've talked about this. Um, the employees were walking by, and one of them walked by and just saw me, and I was just sitting there straight up lip syncing every bit of it, and I was like, man, y'all got the good stuff on today, and she just busted out laughing. I was like, I have no shame. I love that song. Oh, I love man. it. There is no shame so in my game. Is, do what we have left is a quick fire questions? A lot of them. What I'm saying is that all that's left is quick fire. Uh, not not all. Okay, we'll so go we'll ahead. Do a, we'll do a couple. We'll do a real one. Yeah, do a real uh, one. And I think this one's, uh, it's kind of quick fire, but also not. Uh, if you have I like it, saving those because those are fun. Yeah. 
if you had to get a tattoo, well, and even then, I'm trying not to do too much where we backfire on too much because they get harder to keep up with. Hey, there'll be one day where we don't get any questions. This is, this is a cool one. Um, or at least I think it is. If you had to get a tattoo besides the narwhal, and I think that's very much aimed at me, what would you get? Um, the that narwhal. Is, that is aimed for you because I got one. Yeah, but I think it just meant. Yeah. Pop punk anchor on my wrist. Yeah. Because I'm seeing kid emo. Yeah, because it keeps you anchored. Keeps me anchored. Keeps my one well, no, out because I don't say that's me, what people say is having on their ankles to like keeps me uh, grounded. Keeps me grounded. Yeah, no. and I, I keep <laughs> keep me grounded on my wrist. You, you should mess with people. You should mess with Annie next time that y'all are near a body of water. Like you go to touch it with your arm and you just, just like <laughs> just like pull the fall into the to joke, it. Just like yeah. <laughs> uh, but she's like, what happened? My anchor pulled me down. <laughs> I've I, had this anchor since literal that. 2008. So like, or 2009. So like, it blew up in like 2013 and 12. <clears throat> Saul's trying to say that he's a hipster. I'm a hipster. Uh, anyway, if I had to, the longest, because I still don't have a tattoo for anybody who doesn't know me. I'm just in this weird thing. It's not that I'm against tattoos. I My stance is very odd because I somewhat consider them to be a waste of money. Now, don't take that in a bad way. I don't mean that towards anybody. I've never heard them called a waste of money. It, to me, the reason I consider it a waste of money is the way I view money and anything I buy. I buy a ton of stuff that you could that some people would say, that's a waste of money. These figures back here, waste of money. Yeah, right? but you get value out of them by looking at them and appreciating well, and, and that's, them. And that's the argument for tattoos as well. But yeah. here's my argument for these figures. That's what, that's what I was making. If I needed to sell them, they are a physical item that even if I could only get two dollars for each one of them they act as a they have a form of value or you could do one of two things you can sell your body or hold on you could sell your body as ad space and get a big myspace See, tattoo across and your that, that's what i was about to say the only way that you can honestly have the only way that i can say that getting a tattoo has a potential profit for you in the long run or the ability to make money and return off of uh, a return of investment essentially um even partial would be if you're a, a model who's known for their tattoos, if you're a tattoo model, which exists, or if you're, oh. or if you do something, be it a prostitute or whatever, that someone would find the tattoos even more attractive on you and it would act as a business expense, essentially. Now, that's a crazy way to view that. And it doesn't mean that I think that anybody that has tattoos don't deserve them. It's just really hard for me to look when people, like my wife being one, she gets tattoos, uh, spent like $300 on a certain piece. I can't remember which one it was. And in my mind, I'm like, I just can't justify that. Now the piece I want. I can do so much with $300 that would give me the potential. So I was like, if I buy $300 worth of games and I beat them relatively quickly and I trade them back in or sell you them, make like I, can, I can make $200 probably back. half of that back. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, that's just a very different thing. You can, you can consider games a waste of money. Uh, but outside of that, and I debated, if I'm going to get a tattoo, for me, it truly has to be something that means something to me. So if I'm ever going to get a tattoo, a narwhal would be one that I would get because I really like narwhals, but also because now we have Nartech. Uh, another thing I've thought about doing is getting a triangle square tattoo of, of some extent, and small ones, just to act as... Yeah, we talked about getting like a matching tattoo like that. Essentially, I think where I'm at, I am very heavily debating still doing this. You can just on the back of your calf. Getting tattoos like this big. that match into creative endeavors in my life. So I would get a near conversion tattoo to yeah. always be able to remind myself of uh, when I was heavily doing music. Uh, you know, and I, I think that that's a great way to view it. And I think that they, there's nothing wrong with necessarily having a, and there's nothing wrong with having a keepsake of whatever you want. You know, I get people who get tattooed. Um, in remembrance of family members and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I would get a tattoo in remembrance of me trying to step out and do something creative and 
do something more with my life. And I think that's kind of cool. And almost use it as history, you know? It's yeah. like, man, I did all these things technically. You know, wherever I get them, it's like I can look and go, I did those things. Or I was involved in those things oh, and I boy. helped those become something. And I think that's cool. My brain went to the offensive meme real quick. What? <laughs> just an offensive meme. Okay. I'll just type Talk it about it later. I'll just type it down here and I'll let you see. Okay, <laughs> roll ahead. It's the name too that came up to my head because this is not what they're called. But the <laughs> 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 you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> I don't know why. And you know what? That... Why'd that name come up? What if I type that into Google? Oh, <laughs> uh, Saul. So someone's going to get a hold of your Google search results. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, it still popped up as the thing that I was looking for. Yep. But uh, what, 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 what? Oh, it's awful. Oh, boy, I, I can't even say what it is. It's awful. Yeah, I can never say that. Uh, okay, uh, let's see. Uh, well, let me go on for Twitter because we yeah. got three, oh, yeah, we we got got three left go on Twitter. Uh, did anyone watch it? Oh, my gosh. Did anyone else watch PlayStation's The Tester? What other video game shows did you like to watch back in the day? I only, did not. Only one. X-Play. Well, a gaming show. Is that That's what the what question says. was? What That's video game I'm shows? making sure I heard you. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I mean, X yeah. Play was fantastic back when G4 was uh, on point with uh, Attack of the Show, but that wasn't really. Now, that seems, yeah, that seems aimed at more actually covering gaming and stuff. Uh, I really liked. Uh, That's what X Play was. Y- hold on, what I mean by that is like news based and reporting based. That's what X Play was. Not always. Not always. One of the there one of the of one of the. Well, hold on. I mean, I meant G4 at that point. Oh, okay. uh, G4 as a whole was mostly that, but one of my favorite things related to gaming was Code Monkeys. Uh, I did not like Code Monkeys. I tried. I love Code Monkeys. It was hilarious to me. <laughs> I tried watching Code Monkeys. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, it's just funny to me. It's one of those things. So, uh, no, I didn't really have anything outside of that that I watched. Uh, didn't have a lot of opportunity to watch stuff like that. So, um, I had I had G4 for... I, I didn't even have G4. G4. I never had G4. I watched it at Devin's house. Oh, yeah. We had a DV, we had it. You got to bum those friends off, you know? Yeah, we had you get a DVR. Boy, you don't know true life when you're watching Scrubs and you like commercial up, oh, click, 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 and you're done. <laughs> see, that's why whenever Netflix had Scrubs, it was the best. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's see. Well, either of you ever adopt a husky? Donovan, I have adopted a husky. I would never adopt a husky. And Roxas died because he got parvo, and it makes me very sad to think about. And before that, Blaze adopted a wolf named Kyrie. Oddly enough. Oddly enough. Uh, and that was a good dog, and it got hit. Uh, I don't know that I can take it anymore. I have a sadness when I see Huskies, but also I go, oh, they're so damn cute. Yeah, they are. I love Huskies. Um, I would never adopt a dog. Let's see. In my current life. If it would be, it'd be a pug. Here's a fun one. I'm not. I'm not if your eldest you. brother's got in a fight, who would, if you, Oh, we already know the answer to this one. I don't know if he means if you and your eldest brother, but if your elder, okay. I think if your eldest brother's got in a fight, who would win? Out of our two older brothers. Mine would <laughs> Yeah, I R- think so. RC's like five inches taller than I am. Yeah, yeah, I More think so. And he's yeah, he's a filled out dude. He also has like two black belts, so yeah, like legit black belts. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't date. I don't doubt you. I don't date you. No, him so and, I do dude, date you. Him, him and Seth got into a wrestling match way at Christmas. Boy, Seth got got the business. Got the red face. Got the red. Got real red face actually. He got the real big business. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. Which of you had your real first kiss first? Age, not date. I think we've covered this one. Uh, mine was two. in kindergarten. It was it was not this question, but we've covered that mine came before yours just inadvertently. Yeah, like yours came in kindergarten. I think I was like eleven. Yeah, I had that real girl. I had a girlfriend that I loved. Uh, you know, as, for as much as a six year old could understand. You love. still look at that word when if you saw her in the, str- in the streets and you're just like, we had someone. <laughs> we yeah. were in kindergarten. Yep. 
It's important. Uh, you got to know these things. You know, I rolled by Fairview, and I think you're the school that tore me and my nope. potential future wife apart. If a friend, had, I love my current if, wife. It's obviously. If a friend hadn't played a video game in over ten years, what five games would you recommend, and why? And then, what five games for your enemy? This is such a great question. It is, but and like you can't think about. We talked it, about that's it. What I was trying to do. I'm not going to overthink. This it. has to be a gut response. Yep. So, so if you've not played video games in five years, and that's and that's it, that's a pretty good window of time. What would I tell you to play? Ten years, five games. Oh, ten years, five games. Yeah, My so bad. Wait, what? Ten years, even crazier. Okay, uh, I'm going to tell you to play. Who? I got gotcha. you. It gets crazy because you almost want to be like, well, this one for, for technical purposes. But you know what? I'm going to blow their mind slowly. The Last of Us. Because you're going to be like, what? How did games get this better looking in this time I'm period that I've not your played? Mind. The Last of Us came out 10 years ago. I mean, The Last of Us came out in 2011. I know. But, okay. <laughs> Have you ever seen those stupid memes where it's like... Or actually, you... 2013. I said 2011. 2013. Oh, it did come out in 2013, yeah. Um, uh, but those stupid memes where it's like... 2018 was only seven years ago. And just like, <laughs> I'm about to blow your mind. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I think The Last of Us, because I think that if you have not played games in 10 years and you saw The Last of Us, you'd be like, what? Yeah, um, that's a good one. Then I would slowly just work it up. Partially to blow your mind. I think The Last of Us is a great fit because I do think it's also a great story as much as some people argue that. You know, you have your own opinion. That's fine. I do think it's a great story and it's a pretty fun game. Uh, so I think it's a great fit because it's, it's beautiful. It shows where gaming has come as an introductory. Uh, I think I would also put in Nier Automata, yep. hands down. That's on my list. Um, so I just I'll hold my hand up and cut okay. for one. Yeah, Nier Automata is easy. Yeah. Uh, for that I think The Last Guardian was a very moving experience for me so I would actually recommend somebody play it uh, and the other reason I think that is because it doesn't necessarily require you to be tied into gaming it's a game that I think anybody can actually play yeah. it's casual friendly even though it's very niche yeah that uh, makes sense so I think that's a great one and it's a good way to show how gaming can be very different as an art form um, what's your fifth? Uh, well, that was only three uh, no what? Near the Last Guardian, Last of Us. Yeah. Oh dang, I can't count. <laughs> All right, I thought that was four. Okay, um, God of War. Yes. For very similar reasons, of a great gameplay, which is an amazing story. I mean, I think it's it's very important to show how things have come. Uh, and then for see, I think about games from an impactful stance. Uh, for you, but I'm gonna go in a very different direction. Terraria. That is very different. I did not expect. Excuse me, because it's impactful that. in a very different way. It shows you how crazy gameplay can be when it's designed in such a way that's just immediately fun all the time. My, and, and it also is a genre that 10 years ago was not around. That genre wasn't a thing. Yeah. Well, technically it was. Minecraft has been out longer than 10 years. But even then, Minecraft is at the time was way different. You didn't do what Terraria does like Minecraft, even though it's still way different. Minecraft didn't become the Minecraft we really know and love until about 2012, 11. Yeah, 11 or 12. Um, and I think that, that that was where they got the majority of the way it works out. Uh, before that, it was very simple. Um, so, and, and those are my answers. I think that's a, those are good answers for the five I would make somebody play. Yeah. Uh, if, or make somebody play. Uh, then I would suggest somebody play if they haven't played in 10 years. If you want to do your five or you want me to go ahead and do my five, I'd make them not, you know, Okay, yeah, do do your five for the enemy. That sounds good. We'll do it that way. Five for the enemy. Um, the Last of Us, because I want him to cry at the beginning. Uh, and if he doesn't cry, then I'll know that he deserves to be my enemy even more. Um, and I'm not saying like just ungodly tears, but if I don't see even a watering of his eyes, it makes me nervous uh, that maybe he is more than my enemy. Maybe he's a danger to society. <laughs> uh, um, the... <laughs> Hold on. It may be. A, it may have been more than ten years. You know what? Fallout seventy six. I'm going there. I want you to suffer. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say you could do any game 
Fallout 76, well, it, but in 10 years. Uh, I'm thinking of games that came out in that 10-year window. No, you're... Oh, well, technically, yeah, this could be like... Now, Fallout 76 fits. I was going to say that Retribution, Ride to Hell or whatever. That still fits. I think it's been more than 10 years. No, if a friend hadn't played a video game in over 10 years, hmm? they could have stopped playing video games 10 years ago. You can Anything's free for the past any time, really. I mean, I get your point, but I'm just trying to keep it within the 10-year window because it also helps me scope down Sorry, to what French I mean. It ain't newer than 2009. Yeah, essentially. I guess um, that makes sense. Mine I don't know when Retribution Ride to Hell, if that's even the name, that came, came out. That came out like 2011, didn't it? Uh, I don't remember. I, wanna, I worked at GameStop, so I want to say 2010, 2011. 2013. <laughs> okay, well, then Retribution Ride to Hell. There you go. Um, what else? What else would just make you... I got one, but I can't tell you because then you, can, you steal it. Yeah, I very well would. Let's see. I could bust this out. Two Swords 2. Oh, yeah. At launch, at least. You're missing another two in there. Um, Two Human. Oh. <laughs> that's that's 2010, though, right? There's or parts of that game that were okay. I think Two Human uh, came out in, like, 09. I thought, that's what I'm thinking. It's like, it's... Would it still eight, be nine. 10 years? Bust it out, Saul. 2008, so no, yeah. I, I almost said 08, but I was like, I don't think it was that early. I knew it was 8, 9, or 10. Um, Duke Nukem Forever. Oh, that doesn't count. That came out in... Oh, never mind. It did come out like it was in somewhere. I'm I worked with, at GameStop, so again, it had I'm to have been at least states. 2000. So my top five to, to, to recommend you to play is going to be near Automata. Okay. Screw you. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Bloodborne. Dark Souls Three, because I gotta get you. You gotta get good at these video games. I actually, you gotta, I, you, I agree with that. You gotta warm back up into the video games. Uh, you're gonna play God of War, and then since you haven't played a game in over ten years, you might as well see how far we come. And uh, what better game to do it with than Resident Evil Two Remake? Okay, because then you can take a game that you probably once saw a while and then see it now and, and blow like, your mind. Like, boom. what the hell has happened? <laughs> but uh, so if, good answer. Uh, if if we do, if we, if I'm gonna pick uh, for my five for my enemy, it's gonna be. Uh, Ride to Hell Retribution because that game's terrible. I'm gonna steal your Duke Nukem 3D because that game was also a big, oh, Duke Nukem Forever, Forever, yeah. yeah, big old, big old waste, a uh, big old poo poo. Yeah, uh, everybody was excited for that game and nobody uh, seemed to care. But uh, Ride to Hell Retribution, Duke Nukem, kind of controversial, yet uh, I'll say it anyways. Um, Fallout 4 because you should see how far uh, RPGs have come, and uh, that game doesn't really do it that well. So I agree. Uh, I'll go ahead and say Fallout 76 as well because <laughs> the game is a little messed up and it still is and I'll casually explain to you why this game to is all fair, messed I'm up. To be fair, I'm technically I'm crapping on a little bit. It could be in a great state now. I don't think it's it is. It's not in a great state But now. you know. Uh, and then my fifth game, <laughs> The Surge. <laughs> you, Saul, hold you on. Did, nope. Are you telling me that you want your enemy to play your favorite game of all time? I hate you all. <laughs> Liam, we need you on backup here, buddy. Uh, let's see a couple more. We got one more on Twitter. Uh, we got one more on Twitter? One more on Twitter, that's it. All right, we'll, we'll knock a couple of these out. What's your favorite Bioshock game? Two. Whew. Loaded question. I'm going to say one. It's a great game. Yeah. Um, let's see. What's the best mom- chemical romance song and album? I'm not okay. And it's, on that. it's on the three cheers for Sweet Revenge. There you go right there. I don't know if it's not okay, but it's definitely the right album. <laughs> I mean, you, <laughs> that's got, all that you got a lot to pick from. Ghost, um, Ghost of You. I almost said Ghost of You. Yeah, Ghost Bobby. of You is a very good Bobby. song. But yeah, Ghost of You. Yeah, Ghost of You is a very good song. I like their old stuff. There's a song. Um, oh, dude, on uh, the vampires. I gave you my. No. Hold on. Um, I gave you my bullets or whatever. The very first album of theirs. Yeah, I gave you my bullets. You, uh, you, 
Hold on. Love, you gave me my venom. Something I don't remember what it is. It's one of those weird two thousand and like six or seven emo names. It's, Why don't I say it has something to do with wave. with a grenade? I'll say it. Oh yeah, I brought you my bullets. You brought me your love. Overly long name. It's an all right album though, actually. What's as long as we can fully agree that it's not the Black Parade and that that was where they started having their downfall, then I'm happy. There, there's still some good, uh, good on there. Vampires will never hurt you. Yeah, good song. I almost got confused with Vampire Money from the new album. That album was not good. The one uh, with the uh, the yeah or the their new wist album and I can't remember the name of it either. Yeah, no, that album is garbage. Did not like a single song out of the album. Was it the? It's the one with the spider on it. Convention. I don't even know the name of it, dude. I like listened to conventional weapons. I've listened to the album once because I was like, there has to be one or two. Actually, you know what? There's a song that I don't hate, but I still don't really like, and it's um, it's one that sounds like a Queen song. That's the only way I can describe it. I don't even know what it's called. On that album? Yeah. Okay. Well, it they, reminds they start, me of a Queen they song. They started doing that over... I'm not going to say overly in a bad way, but regardless, they started doing that to the wall Queen-style showcase during the Black Parade, and I don't think that they did it near as well as a lot of other artists have been able to crack it. I think they have moments. The Black Parade has got decent songs on it, but I think as a whole album, it pales in comparison to uh, Three Cheers or Sweet Revenge. That's their seminal album to me. I mean, it's yeah, literally perfect. You it start is. it and finish it. It's Even though so there good. is there is like two good songs on, uh, or three good songs on um, Sweet Cheers. I mean, not Sweet Cheers. Um, Black, Black Parade. Parade. Yeah. No, yeah, dude. I like Dead, Dead is awesome. Uh, and then uh, Teenagers I balance on, but it, it's mostly a I good Don't song. Love You. I hate that song. You hate that dude, song? That That's the one where it's all super slow. Yeah. And you, dude, that song is not, it's cringy from a performance perspective. It's not a good song to me. Uh, this is how it disappears. All right, it's a good album. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna completely crap on it. It's it's a decent album. The Sharpest Lives is an all right song. Who is this? Who knows? Ethan Mario Herring. If you're listening to this, what's up, dude? Shout out to my boy on Discord. Um, I've never seen your name in there before, and it did not say you joined, so I'm thrown off. Well, maybe he's hiding from you. It's Patreon too, so hey. Uh, let's see. A couple more things. Kiki has one in here. Says, do you think people will keep buying games filled with intrusive microtransactions? Of course. Yes. We uh, see it. It never will stop. And it's definitely not going to get any better with these freemium games like Fortnite that m- encourage you to do so. Um, although I, I don't necessarily know that it ha- they're intrusive. I do agree with that. I don't know that microtransactions have to be bad. That's all I'll leave Yeah, that. that's, that's um, very true. Okay, let's see. Liam has one. Is Kingdom Hearts 3 is emo? As a Paramore, My Chemical Romance concert, or Hot Topic on a Saturday night, uh, I would say I cried Hot more Topic at, on a Saturday night. I would cry more at the end of three than I did two, so I'm going to say Paramore. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, Kiki asked, how much money did you spend on, do you spend on video games? Is it more or less than you spend on other forms of entertainment? Ex- That's the only form of entertainment. Exorbitantly more than yeah. I spend on any other form of entertainment because it's essentially, I pay what? I don't even pay for Netflix. My mom does. And I pay a dollar for Hulu a month right now. So the only entertainment I literally pay for is gaming, essentially. And uh, I spend a lot of money on it because I bought my TV just to play games on. In the past three months, I've spent almost $300. (laughs) I mean, in the past one month, I've spent almost $300. If you go back to the very beginning of the year, I've spent $500 in gaming. Yep, a lot. Uh, Josh asks, who is better looking, Ventus or Roxas? (laughs) Ventus has a cooler style, I think. Well, Um, one of them has just the slightest shade of hair color change. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, like lighter. uh, uh, Roxas has lighter blonde blonde hair no ben Ventus. has he, has lighter blonde hair i just got it mixed up um, so ventus looks better i know i like roxas's style 
Don't answer all the Spitfire questions. Well, I'm not going to answer them all. Okay. Knock of. some out. I don't want to. I like them. They're fun. Who are your favorite male and female voice actors in the business and least favorite? I don't really I know about least good, favorite. I'm not a good person for this. Uh, Kira Buckley uh, was really great as it's, 2B. Yeah. I mean, really, that was a standout performance for me. Um, I don't know who does the voicing for Axel, but I think that one of the reasons I think Axel is such a great character outside of don't get me wrong. Sometimes his writing is a little leaves a little to be desired. A lot. Some of the Kingdom Hearts writing leaves does a little to be desired. He, 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 <laughs> All the buttons uh, do not. But I do really think that the voice actor for Axel is a big reason he got uh, he he got as notable as he did because he the wrong voice actor for Axel could have easily made him an annoying character. I'm not really a question or a person for this question. I really like there's like like you said Ki, uh, Kira. Kira Buckland. Kira Buckland. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Kiera, but it's not. It's now, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. The guy from Two B. The, d- I mean, the dude who played Nine S. Two B. I've talked about him before. Yeah, I, I very, know. very good, yeah. solid performance. I was honestly uh, Kyle McCarley. Yeah. Um, I was honestly Buckland. Yeah. Anyway, it is. Kira I, I thought Buckland. I said Kira Buckland, uh, but I, I may have said I don't know. My wife's original last name is Buckley, so that might have gotten into my brain. Um, no, I love those. Uh, I think that there's a couple of others. I think that who voiced Master Chief? I don't know. I like his voice. It's a it's a mixed bag. I actually think that uh, T C Carlson is that how you say is that his name? Um, I had no idea. Yeah, T C Carlson used to do the voice for Kratos, and I, I actually really liked it. Uh, I thought it was a great voice it's tied in, down it tied into the idea of back when voice acting was very much about creating a character with your voice and i feel like which is what master chief perfectly is uh, i feel like it's a little more dry and now well it's it's it, it, but i'll give you this it does reinforce the idea that he's supposed to be this kind of emotionally dead soldier I he's mean, just he's someone who's which, he's a soldier he's beaten down broken down he's calm calculated everything he says kinda, is dry they, you know? they tried to kind of expand upon. He played Super Bomberman R. Oh, he's oh, apparently they have Master Chief in that game. Oh, nice, very nice. Uh, uh, he but anyway, yeah. Quantum Break, interesting. Harlan. Okay, all don't right. Know who that is? I but, do. Uh, yeah, I'm not too good with voice actor names and stuff. Yeah, not I, but I will say in general that there's a lot of great voice actors. There I, are. I don't know them all, and uh, that's honestly something I should probably start working on because I do find that this industry has a lot of areas that are not given the. Uh, Appropriate light of uh, day. they're they're not given the, their due in terms of how much they actually added the experience. Part of that being music and like we talked about with original soundtracks and how much they can make or break a game. And I think it's important that when you know and you hear a great soundtrack to you that it's worth saying it to the person who made the soundtrack. I think that's really good. Uh, I think certain people feel underappreciated. Uh, some of them may not. Some of them may just really love doing what they're doing and being like, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm part of something bigger than myself, and that's cool. Um, but voice acting is another thing. I think when people do have a great uh, performance, I think I'm going to start trying even more to reach out and tell them that. That makes sense. That, that's a good gesture. Okay, let's see. I want to make sure. Um, I think that was the last date that I needed. Okay. Uh, hold on. No, there's there's one more. Uh, and, and I think there's only one question on it. Oh, there's a couple, but they're not crazy. Um this one's fun. Who would win in a fight between Piccolo and Kuwabara? Uh, Kuwabara. Piccolo is Dragon Ball Z, obviously, and Kuwabara is Yu Hakusho. Kuwabara would. Oh, no, no, he wouldn't. Piccolo. Uh, Piccolo can regenerate. My boy uh, from... Special Beam Cannon. Oh, hold on. Kuwabara is the voice actor. Is also the voice actor of the guy from Power Rangers, and I can't think of his name. The blue bat guy. What? The blue bat guy. From what? Power Rangers. I don't know enough about Power Rangers. Anyway, it doesn't matter because guess who would mess up both of them? Tagura. 
My boy Tagura Tagura is cheating. Tagura is ugly. He's too swole. Don't eat him in this world. Get him out of here. (laughs) He is too swole. Uh, Very much. He pushes past the level of Broly. You know, when you see Broly in his max form, you're like, dude, just settle down. Something about the art on Tagura, though. Like, I don't... Oh, it's it's almost like it's purposely unappealing. It's like too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I think so. Who was your first waifu saw? Mr. Donovan asked both of these. Uh, Princess Zelda at Ocarina of Time. Ooh. Dead serious. Mm. Uh, tying slightly into the young boys liking females in school clothes, Kagome. Oh, uh, from uh, you, from Inuyasha. Uh, Inuyasha, yeah. I'm that was Bay man for a while. Uh, I got, I got to say, I really, really liked her. <laughs> so uh, I think that's the Is first one that I can remember saying, like, you know what? I definitely think that. Oh yeah, it's Goldar. Empire Rangers. I'm sorry. I like. Oh, tell me this is not the same voice, real quick. But he's he wears like the golden armor. Yeah. This uh, he, he might. This might. I might be incorrect. Quick question, this. Saul. Could you go vegan? No, absolutely not. No, I never would. <laughs> me either, boy. Uh, and you know what? One last one to end this whole show, and it's going to be important. No, it's because... not. We got El Beep's question. Oh yeah, you're right. Then we'll save this one. Go for it. Okay. Uh, El Beep's question is, and a really good question. He says, "I understand you guys are not very fond of the Marvel movies. Oh, what yeah, reasons do you have? Any favorites?" And then he goes on to say, personally, I find them very good and entertaining and definitely the best comic movie universe uh, that Marvel Studios have ever built. Have a good one. Well, thank you, El Chabib. Um, I, I think there's a you slightly slight... misspoke that. I think he's saying it's the best comic movie universe and Marvel was the one who built it. That Marvel um, Studios have built. Have built. I think he's saying it in the sense of it's the best comic movie universe and Marvel's built it because there's never been a comic movie universe until now. That's maybe, but like that's what I mean. the best comic book movie universe that Marvel studios have built. Uh, maybe his wordings are, but I, I can definitely get out of that, that he means that Marvel's the one who built what he considers to be the best. Maybe. Uh, because uh, prior to Marvel, one didn't exist realistically. Uh, well, yeah, kind of did. No, not a universe. Oh, I think that's okay, very important okay. to say. Yeah. You know, uh, they, I, the movies were all separate. I've beings. spoke about this before, but I'm not a huge fan of the, first two Avenger movies but I like everything except Thor 1 now see there are these weird Marvel movies that I don't care to see I saw Thor Ragnarok that movie was good don't like I didn't, don't care didn't to watch see. it because Thor 1 and 2 neither did anything for me I saw Thor 2 uh, never have seen all of Thor 1 I just get so bored by halfway through I'm done with dude, it dude the first Thor movie is so bad going back to to his statement real quick 9 times out of 10 those movies are entertaining. They don't even really have to be good. They have to be entertaining. So what people go for... Thor 1 was not entertaining to me. Thor 1 was an entirely across-the-board boring movie. And the thing about Marvel that's so weird is that Iron Man 1 was a fun movie and honestly actually kind of a good start. It was a good movie. It was The story was kind of enthralling. You're like, man, this is crazy. What's going on? But it was fun and it was unseen at the time. So you kind of loved it. Yeah. Iron Man 2 started kind of falling from that a little Fall, bit. Iron Man 2 and 3 both but it was still, But it was still, they were still fun to watch even though they weren't great. Yeah, like they, I saw both of them in theaters and they both were a good time. Captain America and Captain Thor. America was... Both of those movies to me are so boringly dry. Which, unironically, had the sequels have the best two Marvel movies in the entire universe Thor Ragnarok and uh, Winter Soldier dude Winter Soldier I was amazed by how much it improved on it it did I was a a firm believer of I did not want to watch another Captain America because they failed me the first time and I didn't for a long time it came on randomly at my father-in-law's house we were sitting there hanging out with them and I ended up watching it and I was amazed by how good it was it was hands down one, and, and, and then I'd even argue that and this is actually kind of a little decisive now, definitely a divisive. Even now with uh, 
Endgame coming, but uh, Infinity War happening. I think that also the next Captain America, which was Civil War, was also a really good movie. It was yeah. fun, but it also had a lot more depth than I was used to. Yeah. And it started swinging more dark, which is also something you saw continue to happen in Infinity War. I would honestly say Civil War is probably my favorite Marvel movie. That and it was Homecoming are tied. In yeah, terms Homecoming of that was also very good. Uh, uh, look, I, I don't necessarily, I don't know how it got across that we weren't fans of Marvel's well, movies. I, I've exactly. said that there's a, there's a few in there I just don't like. But that, but that's exactly the same with me. I don't ride on all of them. I honestly, and for no crazy reason, like some people were saying, I cannot find myself to care an ounce about the fact that Captain Marvel's coming out. Now, Captain Marvel fits into the Ant-Man slash Thor 1 and 2 slash... Uh, I haven't seen Ant-Man, so I, I do... But it looked so incredibly cheesy that I didn't want to watch it. What's the other one that came out? Ant-Man, Thor, Captain Marvel. Maybe that's the one I was thinking of earlier that I was going to say, but I forgot. But yeah, those three are like, I don't really care to see because uh, I don't really care about those superheroes that much. But Doctor Strange, I'm, I'm Doctor very, Strange was what it was. I'm very on the fence. I, I don't saw know Doctor that Strange. I want to. I didn't, I didn't enjoy it. Black Panther was really good, though. I haven't seen it yet, that was but really I've heard good, good things, I and I like, like the premise. The first time I watched it, I fell asleep, and I was like, that must not have been that great because I fell asleep. And I rewatched it like a month ago, and it was really good. Yeah. And sometimes movies just change on you. Like you watch them again for some reason, they just stick with you. That's how it was with me and Avengers one. I really used to, I love that movie, but after I've watched it, like I've watched it probably three times in theaters and I had a good time each time. Yeah. And then now I will not watch it. Uh, Yeah. I do agree though. I mean, I think that you can tell because of the reverence. That's what I'll say. The reverence and the fandom that is, and some people bemoan it. God, so, so I know, I'm trying to like my computer lags some, like the mute button. Some people hate that it's happened. Like I know Liam is one of the people that doesn't like all the he can. They, I know people consider him fake Marvel fans because they hopped on the train only because of the movies, even though the comics have been around forever. Uh, and I don't really begrudge those people because sometimes people didn't have access to comics. Uh, their parents wouldn't buy them. They thought they were dumb. But suddenly the Marvel movies break down that wall and changes every bit of that. Uh, so at that point, I think that the fi- the fandom that you see built from Marvel, I do think it's probably the best cinematic universe because of that. Uh, but I do think that there's a reason that you kind of you got to give DC credit. They've made a surprisingly large chunk of money from yeah, a lot less but... movies. Hold on, the first what the first we're gonna say ten, even though I don't know if well, I'm also trying to like if DC has gotten to ten. But let's call it the first five. Let's the not, first five Marvel movies versus the first five DC movies monetarily. DC depends on how far whooped you go back. it out. How far you go back? Well, I'm saying the first five Marvel movies to the first Are five you talking about DC like the movies. First Captain America movie, you, like 1970. No, no, no. I'm talking about as far as extended universe movies. Oh, okay. Yeah. So saying. if you take the MCU versus the DCEU. And you look at the first five movies of each, so DC like, blew them out of the water massively, money. But obviously Marvel's made far more as a whole because they've expanded so much further. And critically, Marvel's always done better, but DC's done worse, but DC's done better money-wise for some crazy reason. I mean, Aquaman has gotten actually favorable-ish reviews, but it's made a massive amount yeah, of money. Yeah, I wonder what that is on Rotten Tomatoes. But yeah, like mm-hmm. Hell Should Be I'm really excited for Endgame. And, uh, yeah, I am too. I actually really enjoyed, again, it was a, one of those moments of, and actually we, we left out one of the best ones. I actually love Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, dude, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2 are both They're, they're very good movies. And actually I think they're my favorite Marvel movies I think because they're of the way favorite. they go about doing it. But the problem is, is that I started noticing all of the other Marvel movies trying to copy its style. Thor Ragnarok felt entirely like what if we just took the idea behind guards of the galaxy and put it into Thor and it's just kind of too much. 
the comedy, trying to change yeah. the timing. And, and now, I think that's why I enjoy fair, Ragnarok, though. Maybe you can say so that's what Thor, Thor needed. Yeah. But I don't think that you need to adopt the same thing to every one of your characters. Make them feel distinct and different. And then bring them together and let them play off of each other in a movie like Avengers Endgame it almost, and Infinity War. It almost felt like they, they knew what Thor needed and they tried to use the uh, Guardians formula, but it worked yeah. to me. It worked for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's pretty much one of the only Thor movies I've actually heard people universally say they enjoy. Yeah. That's, um, that's even it. though I, I still don't have any interest in watching it. That's yeah, just that's, me. I will not watch the second one again, and I will not watch the first Thor movie. Saul, thank you, Altabib. Good question. Yeah, um, thank you, Altabib. And I, you, I do still slightly teeter on this edge of wondering if a games universe would be cool. A, a Marvel games universe that's continuous. I, I, yeah. We've talked about it enough, but I still just a teeter on whether I think I'd want it or not. You know? I'm curious to see how it would work out. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the question to end all of this episode, the important one, and I just, oh, I missed important. another one and that's funny, uh, but I'll save it. Him, yim, which is how I met your mother for the uninitiated. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the office. Office, without a doubt. Him, yim, without a doubt. No. Nope. <laughs> and see, this is why I knew that this is going to be great. No. Nope. So this is time for a classic debate, Saul. I want you to finally admit that you can't even have a real opinion on this because you've never watched all of How I Met Your Mother. I watched the Say first it. two seasons. Say it. I still watch the first two seasons. Say it. You watch the first two seasons of The Office. I'm going to I'm gonna make a poll on Twitter that I'm going to so. win in favor again. You're you peeking over there. You, Say you, it. You are like blowing people's speakers out. I don't care. What, Say it. I haven't seen the third season. You have. You can't even. You can't even answer this question because you don't have the information. What question? You can't answer which one's better. I can. And it, to be fair, over here, I'm over here grilling you. He doesn't even say which one's better. He actually. Who, who but is that the, Donovan? Donovan. I know why he said that. Because he knew imp, this would happen. The implication. The implication is which one is better in my mind. Now, if it's just which one no, we, do we prefer, for me. then fine. That's a different ball game. Which one do you prefer? If, him, him. Oh, you suck. I'm sorry. Which one's better? Him, him. You suck. Which one has a better? Which one has a better last episode? If you say him, I know you're lying. Uh yeah. It, it's really torn. I'm gonna give it to the office. Yeah, you only will. because the office managed to pull their last season back and make the last episode great. Isn't it on Hulu? Him yum? Yes, it is. That sounds like an Asian food sauce. What is that? Yum yum sauce is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Him yum, yum, yum sauce. Uh, no, but look. I'll, 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 I'll all I was going to get at. Actually, I'm going to go home tonight and watch it tonight. Look, I just. Oh, no, I got to finish Resident Evil 2. Look, hold on. First of all, do it whenever you have time. And I've already said that if you're one of those people that just can't keep watching because it's not catching you, I get it. All I'm saying is you cannot, you can't have. Two times I watched it. Yeah, I'm not telling you to watch it. All I'm wanting you to concede is that you can't honestly answer this question because you've not watched all of it. I watched two seasons, though. Of a nine season show? I don't care. I can still form an opinion on which one I like better. That, that's just which one you like better. Which one is objectively better? And you're, oh, I say objectively better. Which one is better as a which, whole? Which you can't one, answer because which, you which, haven't seen Whichever one both doesn't holes. have a laugh track is objectively better. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Fair enough. Honestly, if, if How I Met Your Mother had done the laugh track in any other way than what they chose to do, I would have hated it. Well, the thing about it is it's like uh, the laugh tracks are big problems because you can't even edit them out because it creates long pauses that people know that they're laughing for. So then they the dialogue stops with a pause. Well, I, I get where you're saying with that. And a traditional laugh track where it's added in and post. Do they not do that here? They don't do that in How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother, and I love this because it actually is very natural and none of it feels forced and the laughter doesn't it's sound studio recorded. They What they do, the show is not studio recorded. The what reactions they do are. Is they, they film the whole show. 
They get it ready. Then they put it in front of a studio audience. They film, they record, they, they put the episode out and then they record the laughter in real time. And then they just add that track of what the real human laughter was in. And Good. they don't do it obnoxiously. You ever notice the laugh tracks aren't massively loud in that show? Whereas other shows, it's like they're canned, they're timed. And immediately when you're supposed to laugh, they go, like, ha, 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 ha. Even though I love Full House, but yeah, like Full House and... um Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I'm, more shows are starting to do that idea of, you know, shows in the past that did live studio recording, those were real laugh tracks. But here's the problem with that. Sometimes those shows would also be like, you're going to watch it, you get to watch it early and all that, but there's a laughter track light that comes on, and whenever you're supposed to laugh, we it, flick it on, yeah. everybody sees it, and you laugh. That's not what Hemium did, and I love it, because everyone... A lot of, them, of older shows do that. I don't think a lot of new shows do that anymore. They don't. Yeah, I was gonna say for a the lot most of older, like laugh tracks Brady are Bunch. almost gone, but laugh tracks are entirely a sitcom idea. Sitcoms are not as heavy, which as is they such once a weird were. concept to make up. Like, let's make this sitcom that we're recording as a TV show act like it's in front of a full live audience, even though it is. It's just weird. Yeah, it is. Like, what's the purpose of that? By like, back in that time period, creating, what? getting people to laugh, and it's a business decision. No, no, I'm talking about because the, if you the can, whole revealing, like most of them, they would pan, sometimes they would pan out, and you would see the audience sitting there laughing. Like, yeah. why? Yeah, that one's also weird. It's just, I guess, I. But not, the idea of a laugh track in general is very business oriented. Oh no, I understand. If you can drive, if you can put something on it there, it puts and emotions in people. If, if if somebody else hears somebody laugh, the chances of them laughing go up way more. Yeah. If you watch a show and That's, you realize I've if, laughed a lot in this show, if you you're less a, likely to stop watching it. It's how you keep ratings up, but it's a very disingenuous way. If of doing you watch it. a if you watch a uh, stand up by yourself, you may chuckle, but you don't really it's rare that you bust out laughing. But when you're with a lot of friends, you bust out laughing. Boy uh, there have been some times where I truly know that it's a great comedian to me when I watch it alone and I'm still hurling over laughing you need loudly. To give me the, you need to send me a text of all these stand-ups because I need them. But, uh, and there is a couple times where it was me and Blaze that it was happening. That, that doesn't count. count exactly. But there's been ones that I've watched entirely by myself and I cannot believe how much I'm reacting. Because you do... Like, your responses are heightened around other people. They are, uh, and it's actually like it's fun because you don't you're not doing it on purpose. It's like an inadvertent thing. No, yeah, it's, it's company. That's what it is. Yeah, it's because it's it's like how people say, "Have you ever had that thing where you have a friend come over and you're not even talking to each other, and you're all just in the room at the same time doing something entirely different?" But you're like, "This is fun." Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's literally having the company there. Doesn't even matter that we're talking. It's that I know he's back there. I used to have a friend that would get so mad, and it was like we would hang out and we would go do like boring things. I was like, "Let's invite so and so," and they're like, "Why?" Like, like more people, more fun. Like, oh, am I not fun? No, more people, more fun. I'm having fun, but we can still have more fun with more people. Yeah, and, I, and I, there's definitely a truth to that. And I think it's really funny that there's that unspoken thing where it's like, hey, dude, you want to come over and stay the night or something? Like when Seth used to come over all the time. Yeah. Like, hey, you want to come over? Nine times out of ten, they were all we'd playing do, PSP. Yeah, all we do is either play PSP the whole time. We'd screw around a joke every now and then, or we'd watch something, or realistically, we'd set my TV up and his TV up beside each other, and we'd just both be playing our yeah, own game. And it, it was like sense. something about having someone beside you just feels better. But, but that's funny. Look, if you end up watching How I Met Your Mother again, just because, I'm not saying you need to. If you want to, great. I would love to hear your thoughts as you continue to go along it. I just don't know if sitcoms are really for you. I, I like think... sitcoms. Full House. I love Full House. Step by Step. I love Step by okay, Step. Okay, but how much of those are nostalgia? Family Matters. How, hold on. How much of those are nostalgia-driven versus... Drake and Josh? Nostalgia-driven. Dude, I love Drake and Josh, don't but nostalgia-driven. dare say, because... I think you've grown out of new... Or I mean, sitcoms. possibly. And now maybe because they're, they're worse. They're maybe because they're worse, they but probably not. 
They've always been cringy. Stay Drake and Josh is honestly step. cringy, but it's day funny. by day. I hate you Thank so. you all for joining us for Remo episode number three. Be sure to leave us a like if you enjoyed the video and uh, get those questions in the comments on YouTube, Twitter, and uh, Facebook, and Discord, and Patreon. Please berate Saul about how How I Met Your Mother is a better show. Give me your real, you know what? Realistically, give me your real opinions on how that's a bad show. We're going to do a Twitter poll and we're going to see. We're going to end this once and for all. I guarantee you, Office is more more a winner, but we'll see. We'll see. I'll taunt your face. We'll in the next see. I I will give. I will. I'll seed, do that right now. I will seed on this ground, Saul. I will seed on this ground. Both are seminal shows. Okay. In terms of cultural importance. I'll agree there, and we'll go from there. While Saul does that, I would like to just thank everybody like he did, and we will see you next time. Thank you, guys. Thanks to our patrons, Chad V, Dan Barber, Josh Jarrell, Mikey12. My name is Dan, Douglas Below, Sean Santarude, Shadowist, Stephen Salazar, <clears throat> The Stonard, Travis Below, Blake Popst, Eduardo Palomino, Eric McAllister and Stefan Swanlin, and I still didn't add that thing in. I lied last episode. <laughs> Gonna do it now. Thank you, guys. And if you want to support us on Patreon, we appreciate it, and you can find the link in the description below. Thank you. 